Check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host Toby Morris. I have my sidekick today once again, Mr. Derek Green. Thank you for having me. Roof, roof. <laughs> you doing it super low today? <laughs> doing it low because I heard complaints about my Jovation. Uh, no complaints. It's just when you Arsenio. go, ooh, ooh, the shit goes crazy <laughs> on here. The dog. Um, <laughs> and our very special guest, Mr. Paul Middleman. Thanks for having me. That's a cool name. Cool last name. Middleman. It's kind of like in New York. It's probably not that exotic, but it's in else English. It I think it's part German. Is it? I think it's the wrong spelling of German because yeah. Germany would be M I T T E L. Right. So I, I think yeah. it might have been one of those things you came to whatever statue like, like, they're like, Middleman. We're, we're spelling that it this way. Good. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, yeah, yeah, what is that? What is that last name? What are you? What Jewish. Are you? Jewish. Okay, yeah. My parent, Most of my family's from Western Europe. Well, but, welcome, sir. Thank you. And before we get into your, your thing, we should say right off the jump that he, he got you a job at Fat Farm. Yes. Yes, that was that's our uh, how we ended up knowing each other mm-hmm. from that. And when I first moved to New York, that was one of my first jobs. But I was also working in an art gallery. Uh, oh, you were? Yeah, my sister is an artist, and she knows Paul. And uh, that was crazy because you were doing a lot of photography. I was doing art stuff too. That's yeah. why I knew your sister from like Gary and all and Franklin, all the, that crew. Mm-hmm. And then Renee was like, Oh, my, my brother's moving here. Can you get him a job? I was like, possibly. And then That's I think before you even knew each other. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. We just, I knew his sister for a few years before I'd helped her on some stuff. Yeah. And then somewhere she's like, Hey, you know, easy. You might've been at the gallery even that day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were doing, I remember you were doing a photo shoot. And yeah, there were some guys like there was like Tyson Beckett was there and yes. he was really young. Yes, like he had oh, blown he was up. Huge yet. back then, but it, no, I mean he wasn't it was before he blew up. Yeah, it was pre polo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> pre polo and pre like an Isaac motorcycle guy. And he I was, did fat farm shit too, though, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because you were doing photos for them yeah, as yeah. well. And but anyway, I, I was like, "What's fat farm?" You're like, "Oh, it's easy. You got it." I was like, "I never worked at a clothing Closer? a clothing Thank store." You. And I was, you're like, "It's pretty easy. You're going to be like a system manager and just." It was probably very easy. Stand around. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was, oh my God, yeah. It just a whole different world. It was awesome. So you so you were born and raised in New York, right? Yes. Manhattan, Queens, or where were you? Upper West Side. Nice. And then moved downtown, like maybe 88. 88? Yeah. It's definitely drawn to downtown. Yeah, I love downtown too. That's the only place I lived. And then when I started going back to visit, staying at my friend's apartment uptown, I was like, wow, this is like a totally different world than... Because I never went past like maybe 23rd Street. It's I stayed down, in my little bubble. Has downtown always been a magnet for creativity and I, mean, I, I think so. I think so. I just liked it. You know, for me, it wasn't, I wasn't, I liked art, didn't know anything. It was more like, I'm going to go buy records. Right. Or like go to like, you know, punk rock clothing store to buy yeah, like yeah, yeah. Creepers or Dr. Martens or, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And then you started seeing like, you know, you'd wander around, see, go to Washington Square Park. Like, oh, people are hanging out. They kind of, they kind of dress like me and probably yeah. look like me. And you started making friends. Right, right. Yeah. What, what was the stores back then? Was it Ninety Nine X and Trash and Vaudeville? Were they yeah, around no, back then? Ninety Nine X, Trash and Vaudeville. Let's see. Ninety Nine X is the one that sold all the Fred Perry's and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and all the docks. Yeah. And then Trash and Vaudeville, Flip, Canal Jeans, Canal Jeans, Canal yeah. Jeans Antique Boutique. Yeah. And then your your parents owned something called Pandemonium on the Upper West Side. My well, my. Mom and dad, but they split up. So that was a, in a way, that was like the upper town, upper west side version of one of those stores. Yeah. It's a lot of like thrift stuff and old stuff and a bit of like in the 70s, kind of like a head shop. Like they probably sold bongs and stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of like hippie ish, then went, you know, became a store. 
I think you're saying like dead. You call like I saw a quote made like dead people clothes, kind of like yeah. They used to buy like dead stock, like Levi's, M65 jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially from that, there was a lot of stuff after the Vietnam War that was like no one knew what to do, and that's why you see people always wearing that kind of stuff because it was cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so were you into? Were you working for your parents while you were in school and stuff too? No, I was just kind of tooled around. And then after school, I started getting more interested in it. So I was like, oh, maybe this, there's a job, not here, but maybe there's something to do because I didn't really have a plan. Like, okay. Like, and it was you know able to work a bit, also hang out and not be so formal. Yeah. But also learned a bunch of stuff. But you graduated? Yes. And what, what high school? Uh, Emerson. Damn, I don't think I have anybody in the podcast who was born and raised in New York and, and went to high school there. Really? If I could think back. Sure you did. I'm sure okay. you did. And then I went to Hunter for college. Hunter oh, College, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legit. I always heard that name when I was in New York. No, Hunter's legit. <laughs> well, Hunter, it was kind of like I didn't want to leave New York. I couldn't afford yeah. NYU. Oh, so yeah, Hunter yeah. was like, it's perfect. Yeah. And what, was your ma- what were you majoring in? Art history. Okay. Nice. Damn, so then. Then did some philosophy stuff, so I kind of actually have a double major. Oh, wow. And it was also good to be in New York because at that point, I still worked at Fat Farm for part of it because I was in and out of that place, I think, three times. And I was just working in restaurants to pay for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, what spots? you remember restaurants? Yeah, Lucky Strike, Jerry's, oh, yeah. Time Cafe. Time Cafe. Time Cafe. <laughs> That's awesome. Bill Spector worked at Time Cafe. Shout out to Bill Spector, man. Sheets and Pillows, man. That was amazing times, man. This dude Fahim worked there. He was the pastry chef. That was. <laughs> Is it the same Fahim I know from the hardcore scene? Yes. Wow, Fahim with the shaved head. Yeah, ill dancer. Yeah, great dude. Glasses. Yeah, everybody worked there, man. Because we used to go out and play. uh, He was friends with Chaka too, Fahim. Yes, they all. uh, Bill brought a crazed crew that has what couldn't handle. But I remember me and Fahim would go to uh, the pool hall on Twelfth Street after work and play uh, Street Fighter Two for hours. Wow. And he's like, "Hey, there's a hardcore show. You want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, cool." So wandered back east or down south, (laughs) wherever it was. Damn. But he was fun to hang with. Yeah. And I bumped into him a few years ago on Broadway and he's like DJing and stuff, like he's doing his thing. Yeah. Was your family involved in Unique? No, but my father and the guy that owned Unique and a few of the others, they all grew up in Coney Island together. Okay. So it was like a weird, like they all knew each other as kids and mm-hmm. they did know each other. But by that point it was like, yeah, they were cordially friendly, but they didn't hang out. Okay. Yeah. Unique was like Chia Lee videos. There was so much stuff going on just in front of Unique, just hanging out in front of there. That was great. The whole were you, were you there when Unique was there in Broadway? I remember Unique, yeah. It was a crazy like clothing store and yep. like hip hop and there was so much stuff being filmed just in the area too, right? Totally. Because Tommy Boy was over there too in the area, right? So it was Def Jam. Yeah. Def Jam, right? And Profile Records. Oh yeah, yeah. So much shit, man. <laughs> um were you were you, were you a break dancer too? No. Okay. Just skateboarded. Skateboarder. So did skateboarding did you get into that? During school, once you graduated and started hanging out more, I skateboarded for some reason. I gravitated towards towards it. At when a I was young very, age? Yeah, I mean, like a, a board with clay wheels kind of thing, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like didn't do it for a while. I was like, oh, I kind of want to skateboard again. Yeah, street, street skating in New York is so insane, man. I was pretty used to just bombing streets. Yeah. Now I don't think I'd even get on a skateboard in New York. Yeah. Did you right. do the Brooklyn Banks too? Oh, all the time. That was classic, man. That was an awesome spot, man. Brooklyn Banks. But also just that. You'd be in Watts Square Park. Like, let's go to the Brooklyn Banks and just bomb down Broadway. Yeah. You know, make lights, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Catch onto cars. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And I remember Supreme was just like a skate shop. Yeah, I mean, this was out. even before Supreme. This was like, there was Dream Wheels on Mercer. Uh, right between Mercer. On Mercer between uh, 8th and Waverly. Okay. Then Paragon used to go skateboards. Paragon, wow. Shout out to Brian used to work at Paragon. Wow. It was like surf, snowboard, yeah, yeah. skate. Totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was a spot uptown called Scandinavia Ski up by Central Park. Okay. That sold skateboards. 
And then there were Soho Skates. Soho Skates, yeah. That's right, Soho Skates. There's two of those. There was one lower near Canal, and there was the other one on Prince. Okay. The Prince in, like, on 6th, I guess, by where Sue N was. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's so crazy because we lived there at the same time. You knew him, obviously, about... We probably crossed paths so many times in different areas and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I knew you from that, but it's a bit later. Then I remember seeing you all at like Sheets and Pillows and yeah, yeah, Payday yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the Friday night. So fun. Those clubs are crazy, man. Super fun. Is, I, I, Bill Spector's still around, too. He's in Miami. Okay. You haven't seen him in years, man. I, I ca- texted him like right before I was down there. I wanted to see him. He has a he works not works he manages one of the, a restaurant as one of his jobs. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're closed for the summer. I was like, all right, cool. You know, next time. And uh, we just had Kenneth Capello on here too, and he credits you for connecting him with Supreme to do those photos. Yeah, I tried to work with Kenneth when he was around the kind of a life like that. Yeah, and that wasn't really my scene. I was still more of like a Soho guy. Yeah, when he hung out with Dash and all those dudes, I yeah. was like, there was a little. I don't say friction. It was just a different world. Yeah, and then randomly enough, uh, we I lived on Vista between uh, right behind Brooklyn Projects. Yep, and then Kenneth wound up moving around the corner. Oh shit! Okay, just, right. I don't even know. One day I'm walking the dog. I was like, he's like, yeah, I moved here. So, wow. Okay. So we then hung out all the time. Yeah. And before he moved, we did a bunch of jobs together. Yeah. Kenneth Capello's story is incredible. It's crazy. Too, I didn't even know he was a photographer. Yeah. He worked at <laughs> he, he worked at Beauty Bar with my wife and Derek on 14th Street. Yeah. When I was working there, he was like a bar back, and he just moved to New York, and he had from a Texas. strong accent from Texas. Like, hey, y'all, how you doing, man? <laughs> and I was I had no idea he was inclined towards taking photos me either man until you then. i moved out here and you're like yo kenneth is huge he blew up yeah yeah, yeah. he did he does good work mm-hmm. right so what what were you work what, where were you at in your life when you, before you started working for Stussy? like what was what brands and stuff like that leading up to that i didn't work for anyone before i was became friends with sean Stussy randomly yeah and he just kind of was like hey you want to work on some stuff like mellow like it's all it's like almost just street marketing yeah, okay. yeah like yeah. oh you know a bunch of people you want to give them some clothes like super naive yeah mm-hmm. there's no plan and it was just friends of mine. Okay. Like some people in LA, some people in New York, some people in London that we all were connected with probably from the club scene. Yeah. And then that became more and more that I got more interested. And then I was in school because I was like, this DC thing, I wasn't really prepared to get a real job. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not they really offered one, but it was all good. Then I went to, <laughs> I went to school for a while and then Fat Farm and, you know, Russell, Ollie, Eli, and this guy Dom were like, let's do this. We started it completely shit show but in a good right. way <laughs> and then i i was there on and off for a while because it got it was very dysfunctional it was crazy i mean told I, me stories man geez. and i didn't even realize in, until there was hindsight of how dysfunctional it was right, right but you know all good learn something and then what we were doing actually started getting quite good and then stucy had said oh do you want to freelance and i was like yeah, oh, wow. cool. i don't work there anymore so cool and then that became it kind of worked and it went from like Here's a few hundred a month. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a few thousand a month. Like, Damn. oh, you want a job? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a lot back then, a few thousand a month, man. Oh, yeah. It was like, great. like I bought a car in New York. Like I bought a Bronco in New York. You're like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, you have a car. In New York. In New yeah, York. That is like sick, yeah. Big time. And then moved from like my six floor walk up on Mulberry to like Mercer in like an elevator building. And wow. I was like, that was like, you made it. And how old were you then? 20s? Early, late 20s. Yeah. Nice. But you know, it was, it was cool. Like six floor walk up. That that yeah. did its that did its thing. I forgot about those. Yeah. Fuck. I die now. And then you then you did that first <laughs> ad with Dante Ross was in there. Just that photo. Yeah, Dante, Jules, photo. Jeremy on was on Spring and Worcester. Yeah. That's and that in a way, people that that became like stri- that in a way that's the street culture image of people like oh shit they're wearing sneakers and there's graffiti on the wall, yeah. baseball hats. So is that the original kind of street world or was Vision Street were happening out here at the time? Vision was happening at the same time. Okay. okay. But I think they called it that as a brand. I don't think they had intent that it would be. 
I think right. it was a, I mean, I think it was a really bright name, yeah. but I don't think they thought it would be like streetwear. It was just yeah. like you skateboard in it. Hey, you know, Brad Dorfman's a pretty smart marketer. Yeah. He probably just streetwear. Cool name. Check. Yeah. yeah. It became it's massive. It's ma- it was, it's huge in Brazil. Yeah. I mean, it was. I remember getting a Stussy hat. He's so excited to save it. It was like that. It was like Ocean Pacific or Stussy. Like save up to get something, one of those items. But it was definitely a step up. I mean, with Stussy, it was like, oh, snap. Like this is something. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Homeboy's last name until like years ago. Neither did I. I thought it was just some cool name somebody came up with. Yeah. But I remember and it was And that font like, too. The font was the sick. The font was sick. And it was definitely like above like OP or any of that. And that's just how he signs checks and stuff. That's just his signature. Wow, that's oh, cool. Wow. It's not like it's, I mean, I'm sure he's practiced a few yeah. times, but <laughs> if you look at it, that's the signature. Wow. My friend I do the podcast was, tell me going to have you on here today. He's like, dude, I have a friend of a friend who knows him and he's supposed to write my name and that's too straight. I'm going to get it tattooed. I'm like, that's kind of sick like to have like a custom yeah. your name written out. I'm sure yeah. it's happened before. Yeah. A font, like he's going to have like that Stussy style. Yeah, for his name. Interesting, wow. Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, so how long were you the Stussy for? Uh, I think 14 years. Wow. I mean, I was there loosely from like 86 to 90. Then I stopped to go do other things. Yeah. And then I came back around 94, 95. This and show then, is huge, man. And then stayed for most of it. Then then we had a kid in 2000 yes. or 2001. And me and my wife were like, what are we in New York for? Mm. So we're like, let's split. So you we're, came in 2001? Yes. That's when I came in. We were always yeah. out here because I actually had an apartment in Laguna Beach to work. Nice. And she had an apartment in LA. And we're like, we have two apartments. We, we don't want to fly back and forth with the kid. I was like, let's, yeah. just, let's just move. Yeah. Loaded up the car and split. So like, what type of things would these companies ask you to do? Like, would they say like, hey, we need to, like, was it marketing or design or? Back with, with Stu, I mean, Fat Farm was, as you know. It, it was everything? Everything, everything, <laughs> but it was a, a mess. Stussy's brand it was you know they knew what they were doing but right i mean small. platform was like russell pretty much like yeah i want to do a clothing line like totally Tommy hill figure i mean in the like, beginning you want to be cross colors <laughs> right cro- that was a right. shit or fubu or something and we're like no that, no that's, you're like, uh, you're let, like let's take a little more like polo what people right. are wearing a tommy hill figure nautica but that was whatever stucy was at first just go buy samples and let's try to make some things because it was the time when sean was going to re- retire to go on to the next part of his life yeah and then it was like let's design things let's do graphics it was everything okay. it's like it's like starting a band you just you do everything yeah, there's right, no right, yeah. and then as it got i don't want to say successful because there was a while where it wasn't doing great when it started kicking up it's like hey we need to do an ad campaign so you were doing the photography i wasn't taking the pictures okay. but i was styling it right. you know w- w- finding like dave perez or kenneth later you know good photographers that right. got it yeah finding cool kids mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the same formula everyone does now like street casting or street marketing that okay. was just what we did you're like i'm gonna stand on lafayette street that kid's kind of cool looking. You want a model? Yeah. Uh, you okay. want a thousand right, bucks? Right. Like, or I'm making up the narrative. I mean, the only re- reason I'm asking because some people might think, like, what? It, what is it that he's doing? It was yeah. all of it. Okay. And yeah. then as it gets bigger, you have to hire. Like, oh, you're the marketing per, like a record okay. label or something. Right, you know, it's like right. you start doing, but then you're like, it kind of worked better when there wasn't so many people around. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. always, but right. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, when it gets corporate like that, there's just like, it's just big. Yeah. When when did that turn? Like when did that happen? Like when did it actually blow up? And what was it? You think? Yeah, I think. Well, it did very well in the like late eighties, early nineties. But that was more like the stuff that we remember, like the colorful T shirts, yeah, the the Rasta colors, and yeah. Then it kind of moved away. As I think it got like my older brother wears that. I want something new. (laughs) So it kind of fades. You know, like things go in cycles, right? Yeah. And then I think it always did well in Japan. They have I think forty or fifty stores in Japan. So then it was like. But at that point, as it started getting back to where it was in like the mid 90s, 
like in Japan had their own brands that were starting to look really good, like Bape and Neighborhood. And My boy Bounty Hunter. Yeah, Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Who, who I still see. I, I randomly will see him on an airplane or something. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He goes to an airplane with no luggage. Yeah. <laughs> this is Fanny Pack with all the shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I remember actually once. Did you used to live on like Detroit? Yeah. I remember he said, once, stay with me over there. No, uh, he's walking down the street. I, like, I, I honked the car. I was like, dude, what? He's like, I'm going to tell you. I was like, do you want a ride? And he kind of, okay. Wow. <laughs> and this is LA, like leather jacket, skinny pants, oh, yeah, boots. Man. You're like, dude, it's 95 degrees out. Yeah, he's amazing. Are you sure he picks you with Cairo, man? One time me and him swapped clothes. I was, whatever I was wearing, I put in all of his clothes. We took photos together. I was wearing his little jacket. Amazing toy maker, artist, bounty hunters, amazing brands. I remember I was cool fl- flying back from Japan, sitting there. I think we were both business. I was on a Stussy trip. Uh, he's sitting like, honestly, next to me, which is funny. And I was playing my headphones, big headphones. It was like Cherry Bomb. And he was psyched. <laughs> and it, but he was sitting there like reading like the airline magazine. I was like, okay. And then two yeah. days later, I forgot what it was. There was a punk show, like concert, like out, not Palmdale, but that way. I, I remember. It was like the Sex Pistols played. I was there. I think uh, Rancid played too, maybe. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, Blink-22. I forgot everyone yeah. played. But it was kind of fun. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know what he was here for. That was the time I saw him on the street. Yeah. And then saw him there, and he was like, so psyched. Same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like 115 out there mm-hmm. with the funny glasses he used to wear. He's the best. He still wears this shit, <laughs> dude. He's amazing, man. Black nail polish. Yeah. Super, like a punk DJ, super fan of everything. Good friends of Rancid as well. And mm-hmm. he, he was out DJing our first shows in Japan in the early 90s. That's how we met him and became good friends. He'd come stay with us. we stay with him. and. He's, he's a dad now, too. It's awesome. No, it's rad, but he's like, I think anyone that was in that scene that wanted to be like, oh, call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super connected, super cool toys. Look like Captain Crunch kind of toys mixed with Misfits. Right. Captain Crunch yeah. and Misfits kind of, yeah. She was great. Yeah. So were you traveling and stuff, too, for Susie back All then? the time. Yeah. I mean, all, I mean, Tokyo was always good because we had business there and then going yeah. to Europe. So more traveling than not, but I forgot where we were before we got sidetracked. Yeah, well, well how... When it got, became big, like how many people work in it until it went to like huge yeah. corporations? It's never gotten to a huge corporation. Okay. So 50 to 100 people in okay. in California. I'm not saying globally there's more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was never huge. It's, it's It was a family-owned company still. It's not yeah. a publicly traded company. It's sick. So it's still family-run. Yeah. Still cruising. Then, then as it got going again, more people came and got bigger, bigger. And then after like 14, 15 years, it was like, you've been here a while. Let's think of a mutual exit strategy. Wow. And I was like, okay. Also, I need to do something else. It was getting Mm -hmm. a little bit. And I was like, you know, never a fun conversation, but it all worked out cool. We're all cool. And yeah, they gave me like, hey, you can work for another year. But then, you know, I'm just giving you a heads up. That's kind of it. And it wasn't wasn't like being a jerk. It was just a matter of fact. And then I wound up, you know, starting to look for jobs. I was like, was there anything in LA? And I was like, kind of want to stay, but kind of want to split. And that's when Adidas had offered me a job to go to Germany. Wow. Oh, wow. And then to we, go to Germany? Yeah. So we lived in Germany for five years. Holy what? Shit. Where in Germany? Outside of Nuremberg. You speaking Zago Deutsch? Yes. Nope. <laughs> Kein Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, that's a total. That's crazy. That five years? Five years in, in where again? I'm sorry. It's outside of Nuremberg. Okay. Well, so is Adidas from there, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's basically Bavaria. So it's like, it's like yeah. living in the Texas of. Super wealthy, super. But wealthy. either working class, like even working, like the, yes, like the plumber that lived next door had a boat, right? Like wow. super cool. No, it's a super rich area in Bavaria. It's, okay. And then if you go to Munich, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's over the top. But it was a nice, really nice place to live. Actually, it was you know great work ethics. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, you, it's just like we yeah. are doing this. <laughs> yeah, that and also like the vacation scene. Like you know they uh, they treat employees well. Absolutely, I heard that. 
like super well. You get back here, you're like, wow, the streets are kind of effed up and <laughs> schools cost who knows what. Yeah. There it's like everything's, I don't want to say free because you pay taxes. Yeah. But like healthcare, education, the roads are perfect. I heard even the husband gets paternity leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, they think of it all. Yeah, I think the woman gets like, I'm, I'm making this. It's six months to a year. Yeah. Wow. And I think you can take it in pieces. Yes. Yeah. And then your husband gets like, I get to make it three months, but you can't do it together. So there's times that you can have an employee that you're like, I haven't seen you for a year. Right. Oh, need. Or you might see them downstairs with the kid. Just, hey, I want to get lunch with my friend. But, <laughs> but you're, you're treated well. Yeah, you, you loved it there? Yeah, it was cool. My kid went to school there. Wow. We all wow. liked it, but then it was definitely, we knew there'd be a time yeah. that's like, it's time to head home. So does your kid speak German at all? No. She does, but doesn't need to do it now. But okay, if yeah. she went back there, she can easily... And, and your job was pretty much the same as far well. As that, that that's when it got corporate. Yeah. Okay, so in a way, that's like no joke. I mean, Stuce, so what was your title Stucy's like? Position? I'm trying to think. I mean, Stucy's a. I'm making a fifty, a hundred million dollar company, mm-hmm. give or take, which seems huge. Adidas is like fifteen billion. Jesus, man. So it's it's just big, and then right. Nike's like thirty billion. I mean, I'm right. I'm making up the numbers, right. but you, yeah. Then you get in there, and you're like, oh wow, this is formal. I wasn't prepared for it. Oh really? Luckily, I had a cool boss. But it's like definitely a sink or swim. So what were they like? What was that they needed from you? Like, wow, we they. Think you would be- I was the senior design director for Men's Originals Footwear and Apparel. Nice, and wow. it was cool. But they wanted to make it a little bit. You know, it's, Originals was definitely like track jackets. No, that's what they sell, or superstars. They wanted to make Classic it a little shit. bit more interesting. Okay. And okay. I guess the people in Europe still really focus it on as a European heritage brand. Yeah. And they just couldn't move it forward. I see. Is that like Stan Smith, Shelto, all Yeah, the all that's shit? originals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the norm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great business, but there's a certain point where you need to do something Absolutely. else. And like, yeah. that's where you look like, you know, a Nike. They're always doing something else. True. They have a great library, but they're always coming out. Yeah. And not to say that Adidas Performance wasn't doing good stuff, but it just wasn't resonating the same way. It came mm. back hard with the NMDs and all the other stuff. Well, came, what really kicked it off was before that was the Kanye Pharrell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it was like it became a, a name again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put it back on the map, right? Totally. Were you working there during that time too? Yeah. Nice. Wow. I was there for the first Kanye meetings, which were random. Did you have something to do with that happening? Not with that happening. The The CMO at the time, this guy Herman Deininger, as Kanye was kind of doing uh trying to re-up the mm-hmm. Nike thing. Yeah. He had snuck down, I think it was Geneva or Zurich to go to a Kanye show and to talk to him. He didn't tell anyone, nor did he have to. Right. And a few weeks later, he called me and my boss in because somehow he found out that I knew Kanye and Don and all those guys from LA. Yeah. He's like, they're coming. Will you be at the meeting? I was like, yeah, it's totally cool. So I, I walk in and he's with Lior Cohen. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah. From- which was his manager at the time. And Lior's what? like, what? What are you doing? Well, that lasted probably two months. But so Leo was like, "Oh, I had I had no idea you were going to be here because we oh, were cool wow. from that era." Yeah. And he's like, "Let's." We were all going to dinner together. He's like, "Can you come with us just to give us some rundown of what the hell's going on here?" Not in a bad way. There mm-hmm. is like these guys probably flew a private jet to like Munich, took a Mercedes up. They're like, "Yeah, it's just not, that's the way they roll." Yeah. Right. And long story short, we had a dinner with them, and it was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do this." And I nothing got signed, but I think what he was doing is like, "Let me go back to Nike now and be like." I kind of got this and kind of really want that, but Nike was like, no, nah, we ain't doing it. And oh, he was like, wow. So, but, you know, Adidas gave him what he wanted, and it, uh, it's done well, I guess. People yeah. seem to like it. And at the same point, uh, I randomly bumped up into Pharrell in Berlin. An old friend of mine's one of his managers, a guy that actually used to work at Soho Skates. Okay. And we we're like, oh, let's go see Pharrell. He was like half asleep, jet lagged, and it was pre happiness. Like, it wasn't like it, his career wasn't back to. Yeah. It was right before it kicked off. And uh, we were actually in a van 
going to a Mark Gonzalez party because Pharrell likes skating, which oh, is an Adidas wow. party. Mark so we went to, uh, we were in a drive through as you would be in Berlin, under McDonald's. I'm <laughs> <laughs> getting burgers or McDonald's. I don't remember, a Coke or something. And we're just talking. He's like, hey, I kind of want to do sneakers again. I was like, I, I can't sign right. a deal, but give it a second. So we went to the party and everyone's like, wow, Pharrell's here. You know, he he's very charismatic. Like when he, yeah. he's someone that, I don't want to say people focus on, but you know, lights up a room in a way. Mm-hmm. And then I went back on Monday. They're like, yeah, if he wants to do it. That started working. And randomly, I think Kanye and Pharrell, even though they spoke because they are friends, uh, they both signed in December and then it both happened. Wow. So the brand was kind of like, then it just became momentum. Like they had Nego at the time, Palace Skateboards, Rick Owens, Raph Simmons. Like the company was in a good spot. And then yeah. the, the NMD stuff came out. And then a little while after that, I was like, I was at five years and I was like, I think it's time to head home. And also with these brand sites, when things go, you start adding more people because there's more work and you're totally. like, there's just too many geniuses in the room. I see. Wow. Got it. Because a lot of the, especially when it gets into the kind of street culture thing, they might be great at performance running, but they don't know the sensibilities to that. Yeah. And that's why you sometimes look at things, you're like, how'd this get made? <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, the Yeezys took off, man. I mean, yeah, so I was there in the off, beginning yeah. of it and then I helped in the beginning, not design the shoes, but I was really there to make sure he was in a reasonable spot and then there were other people around him say handlers yeah he likes someone in the room that he kind of knows mm-hmm. and that's when he had his whole team that have gone up to the virgils and jerry lorenzo they were all there with him and then they all started doing other things yeah and then in a strategic way nike's like hey let's grab all them and he can stay there so you can see how it all works wow. and then then i stayed for a bit it's like germany i was kind of over i wasn't traveling as much i wanted to, want to be home yeah so converse offered me a job which not a fan of Boston. No offense to your show next week. Yeah, and it was okay, a good. Tim Bergman works out there. Yeah, Tim. Tim at the office next to me. Yeah, so oh, Tim wow, was my dude no at Nike. Way. Tim's old hardcore kid. He toured yeah. Mavog Night back in the day. He became. We met him through. We did the Hazen Street deal with Epic. He started giving, taking care of us and my family for Nike's for like eight or nine years. Then he took over Converse. He was in England. He was in Paris. Now he runs Boston. So there we go. Connected. So he at the office Crazy. next to me. And it was nice. We bought, we bought a house. My kid finished school there. Or not finished. Oh. We did some school. Then we split to finish school here. Had a good run. I mean, it's funny. Tim had the office right next to me. Which is wow. And Nike owns Converse. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. Okay. And then after a while, I was just like, I don't like this corporate stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And Converse is even more... Adidas is kind of mellow. Right. Converse is meetings. Wow. And you get stuff done. And we you know we did the stuff with Tyler that was super fun. We had, oh, yeah, we right, had fun yeah. projects. Yeah. But at some point, I was like, I just don't want to work for a big company. Because you get... You're like, you either have to dive in at that, that last kind of... 15 years of your work life and say I'm going to do it and yeah. drink the Kool-Aid or you have to be like keep the stocks keep the whole thing I'm out and then they're always like what do you mean I'm like I, this, I'm not happy here anymore mm-hmm. and then wow. it becomes the normal like how can we I was like yeah. you didn't do anything wrong it's all good like I'm no bad vibe I'm not going to work for the competitor but uh, I'm out and I wanted to move back to LA right. then randomly enough Adidas then called me back and they're like oh you're in LA will you consult will you work I was like I don't want to do full time anymore thank right. you but I'll consult so I, I still actually help them Wow. Did you guys do the off-white Converse? Yes. Those are sick. We did those. We did, I mean, all the energy stuff myself and my team worked on with Tim, and there was designers. It wasn't my thing, but we, yeah. had, a, we had a good team at Converse. Yeah. We had, we, had, we had a good team at Adidas, too, but Converse was a little bit smaller and more stealth. Wow. So Converse is smaller than Adidas, obviously. Though, Converse yeah. is around $2 billion. I think Originals itself is like 10 to $15 billion. Damn. And I, may, I don't know. what It could be bigger yeah. by now. So never really worked at never worked at Nike. I've worked with them on projects like yeah. as a consultant back before I worked like they'd hire me to do things. Never worked there. Yeah. And I thought of it 
you know, things I like living in LA. Yeah. yeah. Portland's just not my thing. Yeah. No disrespect to Portland, but it's my dream to go to the Nike spot there though. It's, it's oh, like the whole campus. Oh, the campus shit. is amazing. They do great stuff. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that work there. Yeah. But I like LA. It's crazy that Stussy's still as massive as ever was now, it seems like. I think it's doing well it right made it now. through the times of everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a solid brand. Since it's privately owned, they don't have to ever like, hey, let's grow. They're like, we're, we're cool. Let's just keep on making some money. Yeah. Are like, the stores in Japan still? Yes. Wow. Man. Are and you still I, involved at all, a part of that at I'm all? I'm friends with them, but I'm not yeah. involved on working. I mean, we're doing a project with them on an exhibition we're doing in China, but that's just them making a t-shirt. Okay. So we're all friendly, but I don't I don't have any yeah. work to do with them. Yeah, the... Um, we part like the Gangstar shirt, all the stuff they did back then too. Yeah, stuff was great. Wow. Well, myself, I mean, there was always a team, and we had a little yeah. office in LA that was like the people that worked on that stuff. Yeah. Was it MTV Raps collab or something? They did that. There was a guy Adam that worked with me, and he kind of was good moving through the record industry to get licensing done. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how big streetwear is now, though. Just like, Nuts. like it's a thing. It's like even hype beast is like it's a word. It's not just a website. And it was just a website before, and now it's just like this whole. It's crazy how far it's come, you know what I mean? How long stuff's lasted. I think it's also, it's, it's basically the uniform that we all wore in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. It's pretty much the same stuff, just a little bit different. Yeah. And there's so many fucking, so many brands now, too. Yeah, there's a ridiculous amount of brands. So Stussy's still the same owner? Yes. Wow, man. I'm sure he got crazy offers throughout this whole thing. Oh, right? I think people have probably yeah. tried to buy it. I just don't think they're interested. Wow. But also, like, he knows when you sell your brand, it's not really your brand. And not right. I mean, it's someone yeah. else. Even if you stay on, it could be cool for two or three years. But, you know, he probably wants to protect the people that work there. Yeah. You know, once a brand comes in, they can rip the thing apart. Yeah. Or yeah. start bringing in their people. Who knows? It can go wrong. Yeah. And you escape with all the all like those, all the downtown kids and all that stuff. Yeah. And New Bruno, Howard Hunter and everybody. And Bruno, like Harry. Yeah. The, the, the usual suspects. Yeah. I mean, I, they were a bit, <laughs> obviously a bit younger than me. Yeah. But I have funny pictures of Harold and Hamilton in front of Fat Farm. Like, wow. Everyone just knew each other. I would see him. I would see him at the clubs. We see him at Sheets and Pills. And sometimes he'd pull up to CB's on a skateboard, just coming by a matinee show. Like, he was in the mix everywhere. He was always around. So he was a downtown kid. Yeah. I mean, I think he's from like the projects on Avenue D. Yeah. Um, what's her face? His doc is incredible. Um, the 90s Punky one. Brewster. Punky Brewster. Yeah. I didn't it's see that. So, like, it's incredible. It's got it's all that captured in there, man. What is it on? It's on Hulu. Yeah. I had to check. There's a lot of really good footage of everybody like, hanging back then. Because she had a camera the entire time. Filming. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a movie came out like a few weeks ago that Eli did yes. about skateboarding and hip hop. I saw half of that, and apparently there's a movie at Tribeca about kids. Okay, that Hamilton that was in it directed it. Heard it was good. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's a movie about Ricky Powell there. Like yeah, I looked at the Tribeca. Thing, I was like, well, what's going on here? Right. Wow, that's awesome. But I missed them all. So I guess you can screen them, and I slept yeah. on it, so I'll, I'll wait till they're out. Right. I'm sure they'll be on Hulu or Netflix within a year. Did yeah. you ever think about doing a documentary about your life at all? Or nah. people ask you about it at all? No. I don't even do... I, I think I've done this twice. Sick. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Eli, really do that stuff. Right Eli now. actually did a video, and I was like, dude, I really don't want to do this. He's like, you have to. So I did that, but I don't... It's kind of weird. Yeah, you're pretty like off the grid kind of guy, right? Kind I mean, of I'm happy to talk. I'm more happy to help people than talk about... like. I mean. We all, I think our age group and being in New York or LA at that time, you just fell into cool stuff. Mm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it can sound it really tiny. like, hey, you're making this up, but you're like, no, on Friday night, Red Alert was DJing and Wu-Tang Clan performed. And you're like, that was just Friday night. Yeah, just randomly showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm making it up, but that's... No, true, though. Or you're like, oh, like even the Beastie Boys area, you're like, it's Fishbone, Murphy's Lonely Beastie Boys on tour at Irving Plaza. You're like, yeah, and they played five nights. Right. And you were probably there 
five nights. Yeah, totally. And people would think you're making it up, but then it was like next week was something. Yeah, yeah even just like seeing Joe Ramone walking down the street by my house. That was just no, I was just Joe Ramone, like he's mm. walking in his neighborhood or going to CB's and then a night go to the limelight to the hip hop room and Brooklyn Dom's DJing mm. or somebody's performing that night. Like you do so much. This is random. Yeah. I know. It I guess was it, was the t- it was just that time, you know what I mean? It was, it was very special. Or like even walking down Broadway, you're like this truck with big speakers, and you're like, oh, it's Run DMC and their Bronco. Mm. Like, and it, back then, it was like a Bronco speakers, and it was like, <laughs> it's those guys, and like the hat, and you're like, this is insane, but that was just New York. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It was t- it was, I'm sure he has all kinds of people coming to the fat farm, too. Yeah, all the time. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe. The photo shoots. Like, and- the, the people are coming through. It'd be, you know, from like Penny Marshall to like, you know, Biggie. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It like ran like, oh, that's Laverne. I was like, holy sh, you know, to like Seal or Heidi was, Klum. You know, it was like random. I, I remember one day I was working, I think it was closing up, and I was on the floor pulling that lockdown. Right. And I look up, it was Christy Turlington and like. Yes, all was of it. Them. I don't, Ethan, it was one like. One of those actors was right. like her boyfriend at the time. And I was like, "This is random." Like at Fat Farm, Damn. a lot of those supermodels I had yeah. to go deliver stuff to. Oh, his wife know? was in that world too. That's why. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Later on, yeah. And then funny, I'd go to Russell's house for meetings. He lived on Fourth Street above, above Towers. Towers. Yeah. And then he'd go there, and like, Glenn Friedman was always there. Yeah. Which was another weird. It was like, so I knew Glenn from skateboarding, and yeah. I knew him from, but then like he would just hang there and watch baseball. You're like, what? Wow. Yeah. And, and he's, yeah. And this is Glenn, like, kind of cantankerous early. Glenn being Glenn, but punk rock Glenn, skate Glenn, hip hop Glenn. Then yeah. Yeah. that's where you start the vegan part of him. And that was, mm. he was kind of early on that, but like, yeah. it's Russell's house. There's like pork chops. And I was like, just what's going on here? Wow. <laughs> Fast forward to Russell being yeah, vegan. Yeah, completely. Was yeah. Fat Farm a huge, was that huge? You know, it wasn't huge, but it was good. But what happened is they made some mistakes. So it kept on having to be bailed out by someone. Mm. I think the record labels, I, I guess Sony ultimately was like, we can't afford this to fail. Okay. I mean, it was crazy. It was a lot. I I was curious, like, how are they making money? Because there were so many, like, giveaways yeah. of, like, every hip-hop artist, every artist or whoever, they're just like, give it away, give it away, yeah. give it away. In the end, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, there was, people they were it. wearing it, yeah. you know, and people are like, oh, my God, and only that location. Then it started, I think, I was gone by then. Then it started selling to, like, Bloomingdale's or right. maybe, I don't know. But yeah, was, yeah. That's, but I think all of us were gone by that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like, another I company. Eli was, like, pretty much out the door right when I was fired. <laughs> I mean, Eli was gone. Ollie moved to California yeah. to do d- doors, drawers and dub. I was going to Stussy and still finishing college. We were, and so I was the first to bail. I was like, this is, I don't even know what toxic meant, but I was like, this place wasn't cool. And <laughs> I mean, Ollie's so one of my best that. friends and we were cool, but it got us like bickering. And I was like, uh, but we didn't even know what was going on. Right. So we're, we're honestly just kids. Yeah. And it was like, they'd pay you enough to kick, but it was like, yeah. in hindsight, you're like, it's great salary. Wow. Everything. We should have got paid. I mean, I'm a, a bum, but like, hey, we'll give you 200 bucks a week. You're like, <laughs> okay, I can buy. And you thought that was great. You're like, I can buy pizza. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, we're going to fly to somewhere. Like, really? You're going to buy us a flight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, I got in. It was pretty good. I mean, I was like, yeah. oh, wow. I was like, oh, there's a salary? Yeah, like they buy lunch for this. You sit there like, oh, what do you want for lunch? You're benefits. like, like yeah. from olives or something. Like, right. oh, free sandwich. This is What's your benefits? You had benefits and shit back then? I, I had... Uh, some type of benefit I can't remember, but it was it was decent. Like it was a good. I mean, I I didn't have a job, so I was like, this is this is yeah. easy. I mean, I was working at clubs at night, like doing the door, you know, like in yeah. downtown. And then, uh, 
but it was great. I mean, I, as far as money wise and stuff like that, and but I was like hard work. I mean, I never had a day off. I always was there. Yeah, but I remember also I'd work there during the day and then work at restaurants at night. Yeah, to to make enough. I mean, not in a bad way, but yeah, in I, reality, I'm like I shouldn't have to work two jobs. I, yeah, I don't know why I was working two. It's like <laughs> I was really just like ah. I'd work three four nights in a restaurant, and then at some point I was like I'm just making more money here. Like yeah. Pfeffer is just weird. I was like I'm, I'm just going to do the restaurant thing. Yeah, I was at Nana across the street from you. Yeah, and I was roadie and just doing shit like that, like just doing weekend shows with people. But yeah, this was my but it was job. a crazy mix of people, and there was always like those parties that they'd have at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, weird Christmas party yeah, by the yeah. seaport. Right. It's <laughs> seaport. just like everybody there. Like shrimp cocktails and Snoop Dogg. And <laughs> just random. Random. It was... <laughs> Did you ever want to start your own thing? Like your own? No, and I remember those parties. We'd all come like wearing polo and stuff. Like that was the, art, the era. It was kind of funny. Yeah. And then like, you get there and it was like Bones Thugs and Harmony or something in like jail suits. And you're like, they were looking at us like... Why? It was before that clicked off, and then like a few years later, you saw people went to wearing that oh, and yeah. North Face and outdoor stuff. But yeah. it was like those Def Jam parties were still like hip hop in that yeah. era. Yes, like was, yeah, like very Source magazine outfits, like oh, funny yeah. stuff. <laughs> I remember I had friends that were like from New York, and they're like, "You're you're seriously working at Fat Farm?" Like. <laughs> It was like fun. hardcore kids, you know, and I was like, "All right, yeah, I am." And they're like, "All right, that's cool. That's it." Pays the bills. Yeah, that yeah. was your shit back then, though. No, it was. I mean, they were just like, they're just like, "Holy shit, you move here and you start working in Fat Farm." And they're like, "That's hilarious, man." Who started wearing those triple five sole socks? You know, it's funny. I spoke to Camille the other night for the first time in years, and that came up. And yeah, like they, they had storm like. I don't think it was Orchard or Ludlow. Naughty was, by Nature was rocking that shit, though. A little, oh, yeah. They blew that shit. They made the, like, beads with the clay. Yeah. They had Those a cool little hats. scene. The sock hats are, like, almost like sleeves ripped off, and then they had the tie. The stripey ones with the big patch yeah. on them. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, Five Triple Five was big back then. There was so many fucking brands, though. They had a cool Fresh little drive. thing, though. Fresh Drive, Extra Large. Extra Large. Who, looked, who was it that really set off the whole, like corporate or like clothing and music like to combine those two like man this artist can sell a lot of our stuff like mm. what was like the first I mean, I, you know I, I don't know formally but i think the beasties tour merchandise for license to ill was like no one even knew but it was like that became this like uniform wow mm-hmm. it was like hayes did the logo logo sick yeah it's sick. They, they were going on tour probably decent sized venues hell yeah, and oh, were, yeah. there's a lot of white kids that were psyched on beastie boys t-shirts and hats true so i think that was I don't think anyone knew it, but I would assume they were selling like arena rock level of yeah, like what I'm making like Boston was sold in the set. Like, hey, we just sold a hundred thousand T-shirts. Damn, that's true, actually. And then I think then they thought they could commercialize by starting extra large. Yeah, but I think the music thing always lagged because you always get stuck working with like a shitty merch company. Right. So you're kind of like we have good ideas, and like man, we can't make that for you. Yeah. I mean, now I guess bravado is a bit better, but I've never heard anyone be like psyched on their merch deal. Mm. That's that's true, actually. That's, yeah, I want to say too. The Beastie Boys are the first to set it off with like maybe they weren't, but like just wearing thrift shop clothes and random vintage tees, mm. like OG hipsters. Like before it became a thing. Now you know what I mean? Like they dressed kind of the same. It was like three kids from down. I mean that's how everyone dressed yeah. downtown. You had like an an army jacket, a yeah. champion sweatshirt, sneakers, or, right. or you know boots for the winter. If you even had boots for the winter, yeah. I never had boots for the winter, and I survived. <laughs> <laughs> like random t-shirts and random like yeah. yeah, you stole a sweatshirt from a girlfriend's house. Yeah. Then finally, maybe you'd buy like a an, a down jacket, like a oh, some money. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, 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 something like that, or or 
Well, I've done a good year. Remember that? Fubu. No, the triple. What are they like the goose jackets? The triple no, uh, down. Delancey Street jackets. Delancey Street yeah. jackets. Yes. But I don't know who. I mean, I yeah. think in a way, Stussy had a lot to do with the musicians liked Stussy, but it wasn't formal, right? Because it was always like the Goldies and Big so Audio Dynamite. And out, like, when did that become big? It was like were there, there were no like I don't know athletes that they were using. No, no. no sports figure. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, music. I don't know. I, I mean, saw Trap Core Quest wearing Stussy. I think back then. Maybe. Yeah, I have a picture of Jerobi wearing a hat. Right. Okay. But. I think what I think the first thing when I go back is probably like the Fubus and Walker Wear and mm. Puffy and oh, yeah, Sean John because they that was basically they were making stuff for the hip hop community right it was owned by them or maybe a support I don't know the whole yeah. business of it but they always had you know when you watch those documentaries like with the April Walker woman who I, I don't know but she's like you know Biggie wore this stuff Tupac wore this stuff I was like they did and I don't right. think she even paid them it was like oh I want to yeah. be down and I think that was the beginning of. And then you had the people, you know, when you started looking at the source, you're like, oh, God, this is going kind of sideways. Yeah. And can I? Was it can I? Yeah, and then walk. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jerbo jeans. Jerbo was, oh, my but God. It's, and then I don't think, I think in a way then Nike got popular and it was like that became like mm. where you'd spend your money on sneakers. But I don't yeah. know. Who, all right. I don't know who the first brand was, but it's around that era. And I think, you know, I think it's around the, the hip hop scene of like, Let's start clothing companies. Yeah. Because it's not like punk bands or rock and roll bands. Are like, let's start it. I mean, no, maybe no, like no, Jimmy no. Buffett had a Hawaiian shirt company or something. <laughs> maybe. And I think the difference is too, like, there's a, a quote I saw that someone say in a, in a movie, I'm blanking on what it was, but he's like, they were in a New York band in the 90s. Oh. They were like, we just wanted to play music. Mm-hmm. Like, we wanted to go to tour and, you know, tr- have our music career. They're like, in his eyes, and he's from downtown, he was like, uh, the hip hop scene had no problems going for the gold. Like, give us a big deal. Let's go buy jewelry. Let's get a car. Let's get yeah. big. Right. Let's do big videos. Yeah. And he's like, to him, the punk kind of indie rock scene was like, we just want to tour. You know, maybe do Lollapalooza or so. You know, as a yeah, company yeah. yeah. and keep on going. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. it was just a shift. And then maybe like when some bands like Nirvana and that went to Geffen, more money started going into indie deals. Mm-hmm. Before then, there was no real. Yeah. There was no huge seven figure deal for a band. Right. Of that level. And then I saw something recently. I don't know if you can even answer, but I saw Jim Jones talking about how their photo shirt that Kenneth did set it off. Like they're the ones that brought hip hop to Supreme. Like they talk oh, about it all the Supreme. time. How like right. that was a connection into the hip hop world. Was that they were the first T-shirt? I guess the photo of them. Yeah, I don't know. The, Santana. I know the T-shirt. It's but, pretty, but, but, <laughs> but but coming from New York, hip hop and punk rock and skateboarding was all meshed together anyway. I feel like during that time. But if you were from downtown. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're from uptown, you're like, what are these guys on the funny things with wheels? Like, you know, it's like, we, we do a skate in the Bronx and stuff and no one vibed us, but it was like, yeah. there, there's no skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but I also think the New York thing with that first mixtape they did, mm. because it was like the Stretch and Bobito show. And it was like, that was a pretty interesting time. Okay. Because like before it even got cool, you had Harold's and th- yeah. their team. Sean like, Sheffy? Yeah, totally. That's shot, yeah, and then shot, obviously yeah. when dub and drawers in dc they were very aware of what was going on the yeah. girl and chocolates team was always so i think it if you knew you knew it's like punk rock to hip-hop was just music that yeah. kids liked yeah and there everything mixed but i don't think it's like that everywhere but later it became the norm yeah because especially in the skate videos back then it was only punk rock music yeah yeah those right. thrasher you're cassettes that's true. yeah true. skate rock and shit like that yeah. was a soundtrack they were great yeah. yeah, and then I think also I think Fishbone kind of crossed some lines. Ooh, yeah, true. definitely. And then, not completely my world, but like Fishbone, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like when they came to tour, you're like, let's go because it's kind of close to what we know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, even I, Living Color too. 
totally like, yeah. yeah no definitely i mean the body suits like the whole big thing is like really where it's like how jordan you know really when michael jordan mm-hmm. shoes came out it was like the big connect of like sports figure and then kind of melted into like the skate world well, the people let's wearing go jordans a soy cap then, bro yeah, I mean, also the, those shoes, the Jordans did well, but the Dunks didn't sell. So skaters were like, these are kind of fly, you know, in a, in a skate way, but I, they're 19 bucks at Models, so I'm going to go skating them. And then right, you see yeah. like those five years of like, we've all seen the pictures. Yeah. Mike Vallee. Yeah. The soy cap. All those dudes all are rocking. Yeah, everyone's wearing. They everybody. Nottis. Yeah. Everybody. Jordan Rocky. And I think that was the thing where skaters were like, I don't, we're kind of sick of Vans and Chucks. Yeah. All good, but like, these are comfortable. They're kind of cool. And I've seen them on album covers. Yeah. And then it just, there's no like secret history. It just all converged in those years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soy yeah. was saying he wasn't getting paid to wear chucks. No, so he started oh, get, he started right. getting some free Nike. So he started wearing that, and then he got then they brought him back. But I just remember like back, I was like so like oh, screw Nike. You know that's such a corporate brand. Damn, but, like skating. Were... I was like damn yeah. them all. But then I don't know, just kind of fell natural. I was like oh, Jordans are kind of cool. Like. And you see Cab wearing it. Well, like Ray Cap yeah. on Youth of Today. On the, they started wearing a lot of And the hardcore dudes started wearing that on stage. Good ankle support. Yeah. It's just crazy. It all meshed. It all meshed. It yeah. was yeah. all, in hindsight, it seems normal, but if you had to like put it together like a chart, you'd have to draw a lot of arrows. Mm-hmm. We're all kidding, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So much shit. It just felt like New York was a melting pot for everything, you know? It really was. Just there was yeah. so much things going on, so much culture and all that time. like, And everything was new, too. And then I think what happens is the New York skaters are like, oh, let's go to San Francisco. And then they met other people that are like, oh, kind of, we never dressed like that. But this, mm. like I talked Ben in, Davis. Yeah, that was more like a California thing. But then it's Hell like, yeah. oh, oh this, yeah. this Nautica stuff's kind of cool. And you see everything ah, change. Right. North, yeah, right, people right. started traveling. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my first trips to LA in like the mid 80s, it was like skating Venice. It was like flannels, dickies, and. Chuck, yeah. no one is no one on that side of town was wearing sneakers. Yeah, that's right. right it's so right. true, man. Yeah, but I want to say New York set it off with like, Dave's Army Navy with the Carhartts, man. The Carhartt sweatshirt that was some New York shit that really came in. You know, I mean, they first came out, it was super thick, like because Champion was the shit, but then these came out, and then punk hardcore was wearing it, then hip hop was wearing it. So explain to me how Carhartt rebranded itself in a way where yes. I came back to the U.S. because I hadn't been living. Mad here. expensive, and then I was like. What's up with why is Carhartt so expensive? Well, there's two Carhartts. There's the okay. brand Whip. from yeah. Detroit or wherever or Michigan, which is Carhartt Carhartt. Oh, yeah. Shit. Then there's this thing called Work in Progress out of Europe, and that's like the store on the Brea, where it's like basically they're like, we love Carhartt, we love the logo, but let's just make it a little bit more street Same company. It's a license from Carhartt. So the company mm. that owns and I, I'm not an expert on it, but there's a company out of Europe. I think they're in Switzerland. No. Wow, Swiss. I think they're Swiss. I, I, you know, I could be BSing this, but mm-hmm. they bought the license, and I, I believe it's a license. But they're the ones like if you're in London, the little Misty Carhartt store, or, or the yeah. one on the Bray, or the one on Lafayette. Yeah. Right, that's the work in progress. Wow. So okay. it's like, they, and they do some legitimate Carhartt things, but usually it's it's not quite built up as like you know you don't you go to oil rig to wear it. It's yeah. a little bit more easier to wear. Yeah. But they, it's good stuff. It's made well. I mean, I have a pair of shorts. It seems like eighty bucks is high, but I've been, I've had them for four years and they're okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I always loved Carhartt back then. That was the shit. Like you get it pretty no, it cheap when it first came out at Dave's yeah. Army Navy. But, but that mean, was like the uniform. Yeah. It was a hooded yeah. sweatshirt, an MA one, jeans and sneakers, and the, the jean jacket. And Super like, reliable, you know, fantastic. It's also warm for the winter. Yeah, absolutely, and affordable. Yeah, you know, it was affordable. Even like in, you know, even like in hip hop in nineties when like flight jackets and Doc Martens became part of the hip hop world too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it all, true. Right. It was crazy, and everything kind of getting to like. 
Mm-hmm. We even like shaving the head. Well, that, that, everybody else shaved the head. They called it the baldy back then. Right. But it was also like that's when Onyx came Onyx, in. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole different... And then moshing and slamming. And but there's also a video. I forgot. I think it's MOP. Which is like a moshing video. Any up? Or yeah. No? Oh, yeah. It's great. And those mm-hmm. guys played Coney Island High too a couple And that's times, later. Yeah. I mean, that video that's is like yeah, later. Yeah. True. It's not like... I mean, Slam was pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the Slam video for the uh, remix, Bionics mix. I just thought it was and hilarious. They were on the hockey rank. Like, wasn't there a video where they were playing hockey? No. Who? Onyx? Onyx? Yes. Maybe not, not, not the Slam not the Slam one. <laughs> no, not the Slam but one. I, but, but we shot that at a Biohazard Onyx show, and we did. there was a video for it, and everybody's moshing on the stage. I remember Redman came and Method Man, I think, were there. And this is way before they ended up diving into crowds. Yeah, but yeah, they were like, yeah. holy shit, people were diving off the monitors. And they're like, they came, they were kind of tripping on like, energy of that video shoot it's pretty it awesome brought a whole new energy. but i love when i see like method man diving or walking on the crowd or red man diving in the crowd i love all that shit but you remember all those like that era of like hip-hop hardcore mashup albums yeah, yeah. and this, there were some good ones yeah yeah Judgment, always like Judgment a movie for, yeah but there was some good good stuff there yeah. was there was now i would say public enemy was not that they called themselves punk when they came out they were they were so punk rock to i mean me. the attitude was the definitely. lyrics is everything and like I feel like they they knew what was up with that because there's that famous photo that Glennie Freeman took of them wearing my thread shirts. Like, I oh, know. I think they're pretty. I think those guys are super smart. Yeah. yeah, but like they knew what was up with the. I think back then, but them coming out, I think that I think that opened a lot of people's minds too, as far as punk rockers who only listen to punk rock. Like, oh shit, these guys are pretty fucking punk. Like lyrically in their whole message, you know. And also that first album sonically, it was pretty challenging. It didn't sound like a mm. hip hop record. No. It was so... Even uh, today, if you play it, with you're, you're like... Mobile? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like dude. super aggressive and just... Time bomb. Yeah. I mean, it was... Eat, like I just remember hearing it the first time. I was like, I love this. You know, it was like there was no like challenge to my mind. I actually had a hard... I, it took me some time to get used to it. Oh, yeah? Because mm. I'd never heard anything like it. Yeah. I, I know... I remember when like Gangster Rap came out and it, it took me some time to get my right. head around. I was like, well, what's up with this West Coast shit? You know, to me, I was still like that. It's like... It was still a kind of traditional beat. Yeah. Like, and kind of like West Coast, like low rider kind of... Lyrics, whatever. Yeah. yeah. NWA was, was kind of wild the first time I heard it. But yeah. first... But it wasn't sonically as challenging. Where Public Enemy, those first three albums, you're like, this is insane. And also, it's a different era. Yeah. They, there was no sample problems. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, true. Bomb Squad, they just sampled whatever they wanted. Yeah. Now, you couldn't make that up now. Yeah, no. there's no way. Is it true that the, um, Paul's Boutique is like one of the most sampled records in hip-hop? I think so. And they got away with that too, right? That was right before all that stuff. And that was also an interesting thing is that's like after they blew up, they're like, let's go to LA and make like this very different album that no one knew what to make of. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 took it my head to get around. I was like, man, they are all over there. And then okay. once you listen to it, you're like, Okay, it's kind of amazing. It's yeah. fucking amazing, but the way they talk about the documentary, like how it kind of like tanked in the eyes of the label. Yeah, I remember it was a, tank, it's such like, a classic, though. Tank, like people were like, eh. I was like, I don't know. It was such a great. It's like my It was records. way ahead of their time. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know that place they took that photo of? Like what? What? Like the Paul's Boutique thing? I, I think it's just a store. Okay. I, yeah, did, in Manhattan, right? No idea. Did you just, see Beastie Boys when they first started playing? Oh yeah. You saw them in their punk band too. I did not see a punk band. I saw yeah. them. I saw them pre-licensed to Ill. Wow. Post Cookie Puss, but they were around. You know, Yaks gated. Yeah, I was actually always the closest with Mike. Okay, just because I don't know. He had a he had a roommate that used to be the Clashes ready that we were cool. Wow. English kid, and so we just hung out at Mike's again. Mike had a house mm-hmm. like on King Street. Like let's go. Wow, he has, he has his own apartment. You're like, wow, this is wow. insane. Wow. And then I hung out a lot with them because they were around, yeah. and then went to some of the early shows. Traveled a bit to see him. Like 
and then they just went. So they, they just disappeared at some yeah. point because it went from like, oh, they're playing I'm making Irving Plaza to like, you know, a, a two year tour. Yeah. If, I mean, that's the vibe people talk about. That right. with boom. I think it's fair to say that without them, I don't know what happened to rec- record labels because they made more money at Def Jam than I believe everyone. Yeah, they I don't. Did. I'm, not, I'm abs- not. I don't think. No, I'm, no actually, you're. You're. I mean, from when I was at, well, yeah, yeah. Everything I saw from the sales, you would know more yeah. than I would. Wow. But yeah, it seemed that way. So well, sure. LL was pretty big, but that was. Different. It was bigger. It was wow. bigger because you know. It crossed over. Yeah, it was bigger than the P album. It was and, bigger than anything at that. I mean, time. they were pre P's. I remember going to see them in Miami, and I had the PE cassette, and I was like, I, and they were like, "Can you leave it?" I was like, "No," and I put it in, <laughs> and like uh, the Absolutely. guys from Fish, but everyone wanted to hear it because yeah. no one knew because it was like literally I got it like the day before. Whoa, my god! Fuck. And uh, you still have it. I probably do somewhere. Yeah, but it was those early like just you know te- like yellow yeah. cassette with no label or anything. Wow. But that Beasties just, it went glacial. I mean, no one, and then they were touring, and then I think probably had to do their heads in a little bit. Like, we're really popular, and but we've been on tour for two years. So like, yeah. it'd be cool just to go home for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, I mean, it's all in the documentary. Yeah. So then they were like, they had their problems with, I don't know, I don't know exactly the whole thing. Like, we're out, we're going to Capitol. Yeah. 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 I'm sure they got a bet. I mean, I'm sure they got yeah. jerk, but was your boss. I'm just kidding. Um, but I know. I think if you, I mean, I'd like to, I should go rewatch it. Cause I it's didn't. It's so re- good. And like how they were kind of bummed how like the things they made fun of, they were becoming on that tour, like having to feel like they had to drink every night and have this crazy stage yeah. show and become the thing. Like it's when they talk about that, I was like, holy shit. Like, and the pressure from the label and that's to probably, go. Yeah. Cause and, that was the cash cow. Yeah. yeah. And, and to do another thing just like that. Now we're going to make Paul's boutique. I thought that was so cool. They just did but that. there's also, I think how many labels do you think were like, we need a beastie boys act dude. And there just wasn't one. There was never again. There's nothing. Like nothing, that, nothing, man. Yeah, that's true. Todd youth tr- and me try to start a band. Really? <laughs> Cause he used to hang out at, you know, he was around Hell yeah. and he's like, we hung out and he's like, we start a band. I was like, I don't, I don't even think about it. He's like, you DJ. Right? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you can be the DJ. <laughs> I, don't, I think we had a few rehearsals and it fell apart pretty quick. Incredible fucking musician, human man. Shout out to Todd Youth, man. I love that. Man. It's just so a funny sad. tie. We see also you're kind of in a way, we became friends. Yeah. You're kind of part fanning out because he was yeah. at that point of his career of like, oh, you're the dude from that band. You know, he's amazing. Yeah. Everything. Murphy's all oh, yeah. Zone, I was a huge fan. And I was friends with Jimmy and stuff, but it was a different kind of friendship. Like we're yeah. all cool, but it's like you want to start a band in hindsight. It's, it's a good story as people are like, really? You're going to yeah. do a band with him? But it was, again, it was like, he's like, I think I want to get paid off this hip hop thing, but I still want to play my music. Yeah. So he played, you guys rehearsed and you played, what did you play? I just DJed with it. It was a shit show. <laughs> it was what you'd think. It was like, we didn't know. And then was it, there a singer or just him shredding with you? No, DJing? just shredding. And I think, wow. I think at some point, maybe they were thinking of Joe Bruno is going to maybe MC or something. Joe Bruno. Shout out to Joe Bruno. <laughs> he listens to the podcast, I said, my man. Shout out to Joe Bruno. And then I, that's, that's all. Awesome. I, also, I was probably were all at partying too much. It all fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. That would be fucking crazy. So you never did anything musically, right? No. I, I DJed all the time in clubs, but that's not really me. But they would try to play instruments or anything like that or no? No, I'm just, I'm just not good at it. And were you a good skater too? I was good, not great. You could get around and shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could do, tr- I could skate. I can go to a park or, a, you know, Brooklyn Banks and show up. But I was, yeah. you know, I was not on the high end of the spectrum of like, I watch people now and I'm just like, you're kidding me. It's so <laughs> yeah. insane now, man. And they're so young too. Like it just starting way younger than we started. Yeah, I mean, I was fearless in my own right then, yeah. but now it's a whole new level. Like I was never thirty steps curb like rail thing nah, fearless. Me either, man. It's like okay, I'm doing it. I'm good. 
You do a kick. <laughs> yeah, right. You make it to the kick flips. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I can't even do a kick flip. Were you a crazy party guy in New York? I went out, but I wasn't a party guy. Like I didn't. It, when I was younger, I didn't really have any cash to think of. I was like, maybe I drink a beer. Like yeah. it was, it was like money for a token back and forth, and maybe <laughs> yeah. someone would give you a drink ticket. Like I'd get a beer, or, yeah, and then make, you know, someone have a joint. That's about it. That's about all you did, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely dabbled in other stuff when I was later, but never got into any trouble. I yeah. think as you make money, you're like, hey, there's drugs out here, we can do them. But I just never liked them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've definitely gone in and out of drinking phases, which I'm out of one now. So I think that became my vice. But yeah, that's, none of them are great for you. Are you a sober person now? For now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like, easier said than done, but I, yeah, I'm a few weeks in. I, I hit my meetings and stuff. Oh, wow. Nice. So it's nice. good. It's, I mean, it's also a nice support system. So sometimes I forget that you're like, you can stop doing this and people will help you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, definitely. You know. were, you, were you a crazy drinker? <laughs> or just like one day, uh, like every day? More than I should. Okay, okay. Yeah, more than one, not 50. Yeah. I mean, I guess you call it a functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get by, everything's cool, until you're like, this isn't healthy. Yeah, it never mm-hmm. affected your work or nothing. No, I mean, I think it might have affected home life sometimes, just being oh, a bit okay. like being a jerk, yeah. but not mm-hmm. to the point. I mean, yeah. And I think you just have to realize with that, like, there's people that can help you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's it's not like... Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Like any country, any city. And yeah. now it's on Zoom, so I'm just like, really? I don't have oh, to drive anywhere? Sick. I mean, it's nice to be in person, but like yeah. since I've restarted going to meetings, it's all Zoom. Yeah, and then you fall back into it. You go to someone, you see your friends that have either been on the since you went twenty years ago, or they've slid out, and you just realize everyone has the same problems. Yeah, yeah. I've only been sober for now drinking dirt. I don't know, almost two years. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's gone it's, by pretty fast. Yeah. Once you get in the swing of things, it's just I find traveling gets hard. So at home, I can regulate my life pretty well. Absolutely. When you're right. on a plane, you're like, what am I going to do for 10 hours? <laughs> <laughs> or in a hotel room or right. di- you're in a city, you're like, it's late, you're jet lagged. You're like, oh, I want to go see my friends. And you're like, let's go to a bar. You're like, I, I don't want to drink a bottle of water. Yeah. But you do. And you get iced tea or something. and you- yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely, when I listen to people who are uh, alcoholics and talk about their story and stuff, I don't think I was. Because I mean, they talk about you know like that one drink, and that and that just being endless. You know, there's mm-hmm. no bottom to it. And I was just like, I don't know if I felt that way. Like it was pretty easy for me to like, just health wise. I was just like, I feel horrible, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not gonna drink anymore and pay to feel bad anymore. Yeah, yeah. I wake up, feel better. Right. More everything active. was yeah. just like the list of like positives of not drinking were so much higher than drinking. Drinking wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah, I was spending a lot of money for it, and I felt horrible, and it, and it just wasn't fun anymore. My body was like, you've had enough. You know, depression was setting in after drinking. Like, I was like a happy drunk. People are like, man, you were awesome. Man, you know, talkative, and I would never be like, there were times it was just like blackout, where it's just like, that's not good. And Damn. Then, and, but, you know, it was just way too much. You know, I, I would drink, and I'd like to drink a fair amount, but I would be, you know, okay like people are like oh you can function yeah sometimes yeah. but then there was this times you just go over like oh man you were bad was it hard to quit no a- absolutely super easy that's why i say you know and i'm never thinking like oh man i wish i could have i never really think that way you mm-hmm. know i don't know it's just i just remember how i felt when it was bad every time i'm thinking like oh it'd be nice to have a beer and it's like no i already can feel that that would not be good. And when you get older, is it, is it 
It got worse for me. As I got older, it was just like, it's just a feeling of, it was like. Yeah, I think it gets worse. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like how you feel the next day, you mean the hungover? Oh yeah, there's a point that everyone's different physiology, but I think the hangover thing just goes, but you're like, you, it's not like you're 20 and you're like, I could buy, I could buy a six pack or a 40. Now it's like, I'm going to a bottle of whiskey. Or or uh, or, a, or you have to have more cash, or you're gonna go to a bar with your true. friends. You're like, I can spend fifty bucks. You know, yeah. or you just, you yeah. just didn't when you were younger. At least yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And then is it at home? Are you alone doing it? There's so many variables. That's so very true. Because like if you're at, a, I mean, it's not right or wrong, but if you're at a bar with your friends, you're like, sure, that's what you do at a bar or at a restaurant. You're like, oh, I want a glass of wine. But if you're at home, like just pouring off cocktails, you're like, I don't know if this is good. <laughs> By yourself, but, but, right? But that happens, and yeah. And again, I think it's relative. I think some people think. Two drinks, and I'm not an expert on it. Yeah, some people are drinking two bottles a day. It's yeah. like a chain smoker, you know. It's like I don't know what's. I don't think there's a, th- a rule of what it is, and obviously there's the DUI stuff. There's numbers, but everyone that drinks probably is well past those numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Did you start drinking at an early age? No. Wow. So later on in life. Later on in life. Again, as a kid, you know, beer once in a while didn't love the taste. Yeah. You know, it's New York. It's like someone always had a joint. You're like, that's cool, but that was just. Growing up in Manhattan, mm. yeah, and then it kind of stopped, and then older, you're same thing. You're like you're dating, and you're like you know, let's go to wine and get a bottle of. Wine. I mean, I'm making that narrative up, or yeah, or you work at a restaurant, and you're like, hey, at the end of the night, who's bartending? You're like, here's a cocktail, let's go out. And you're like, it's free, sure. Yeah, the, yeah, that's. Did you guys smoke Philly's blunts? Remember that? I, I did. I did. I had the Philly I blunt T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I remember those shirts. I know. I'm saying. She was I remember. So I was just like scar was, paper. It was like this. It was in disgusting. songs, like everything. It was yeah, huge. stash and future. I did the Philly blunt shirt. Was that a New York brand or something? Yeah, it was basically. It was. It was this wow. dude Gerb that used to be around New York? Like he was around the Clash and what St. Mark's dude. Damn. He had an office, and then Futura and Stash made that thing, and they smoked a lot of weed in that office. Okay. <laughs> but then that was also that like Onyx era because then everyone in hip hop wanted a Philly's Blunt t-shirt. I know, dude. It was fucking huge. It's like yeah. Cypress Hill, Funk yeah. Dubious. You're right. House of Pain. Everyone. Yeah. Blunt when I want to stunt. I, mean, I can hear it in songs. It just yeah, it's it it just that era. Wow, man. Yeah. But uh, That's the first kind of like, whatever they call it now. Whatever that kid walked by and asked if you had one of those. Oh, if you had uh, what is he say? I was like, what White Owl? No. no, Dutch Masters. Dutch Master. Did he say? But he's he used mother. another terminology, and I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. He was saying, so young old. Man. Some kid asked him for one. <laughs> I was like, We are old. And he's like, Yo, you got a ba 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 Not but a tree. But that's trees. No, that, that's like the newest. That's like. Now. Well, I think now you can buy pre-cut sheets. Mm. Oh I don't my know. god! Really? I'm sure. I'm, it's a, I'm sure. It's big yeah. business. Wow. I never liked it. I was just like, this is cigar paper, and you're not supposed to inhale that. It's in, filled with like nicotine, where it was just oh, like yeah. stronger than the but weed. But they looked cool in pictures. It, was it looked so cool. fucking yeah. popular back then, right? I was like, right? hell no. I don't know where that shit even comes from, man. It's nasty, man. So sorry. Wh- <laughs> 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 but I was just like, uh. So you, so you never wanted to rhyme anything, anything part of that shit. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out. Yeah. You seem so chill and mellow. Yeah, it's like. And what's going on now? What, 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 what type of work are you doing now? More of the same. It's, I work for a bunch of different companies. I guess you call it a consultant. Okay. okay. So I'm busy, but I, I work alone. My wife helps on some things. Wow. She works as well, but I'm literally, like, I have a desk in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't want people or I don't want a staff. Right. Now that there's, <laughs> now that people are out and about, like yeah. there's meetings again, but I can do a lot from home or a phone call. Mm-hmm. I can get a lot of shit done just on this thing. Totally. Right, right. So still doing stuff with Adidas? Still doing stuff with Adidas. I mean, what happened there is Pharrell asked me to come back because I had brought him in and it was getting squirrely and we're, we're close. So he's like, you know, you're kind of out of work. Cause I left for some different reasons. Okay. But, we, but he's like, well, yeah, just come back. And he's, you know, a few days later, they're like, okay, hi, are you back? Wow, man. And then just random people have looked out. 
So yeah. It's, it's been good. I mean, is his line called human something? Human. Uh, yeah, they're dope. Human race. Yeah, it's great, man. He's, he's doing a good thing. I mean, he's doing cool stuff. He kills it, right? Yeah, super nice guy. I just went to, we were in a studio two weeks ago in Miami to listen to the new record. It's nuts. His new record? Yeah, it'll be out in the fall. Wow. Oh, nice. And Tyler's record came out last night. I've always like for I was just he seems like he's a, just posit- a good spot. Like a positive dude. Oh, from super! And he's great when he's in the studio watching him work. The guy's just good at what he does. And his production he did so many great things, man. Yeah. Clips, Jay Z, so many things, man. Like, I mean, this album's him and Chad again, but there's probably like twenty people on it. I love the last Nerd record. Oh, I went he's saw great. Perform at Kimmel. My son loves that record. Like, mm-hmm. he's great. great. Album, super nice man. guy. And does he skate? He's skating again. If, if wow. you look at Instagram, there's a picture of him and his son on their ramp. Nice. Oh, she's got his older pipe. son. He has a half pipe. I believe it's in their backyard. I haven't been to the new house, but if it's not there, it's nearby. I'm sure it's somewhat private. I like how I didn't even know he had a kid. Like I love how private he is too. He has four kids. I I just love that. How you never today even seeing one in a picture, you're like they're never in pictures. Yeah, I love that man. I respect (laughs) that so much, and that's just like a humble dude from Virginia. He doesn't even live in L.A., right? Miami. Sick. I love that about him. He didn't like L.A. Wow. He just, he just, do, like he, Miami. Okay. He, he just does this thing, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think in Miami, like, his wife's from Miami. Okay. So there's support. Uh, he's from Virginia. I think he likes yeah. the weather. All right. He likes oh. the, but he's like, I like the water. I'm like, but the, the Pacific's here. Different, different <laughs> water. I'm like, I'm not going to get into this. You're right. right. <laughs> I wonder who gave him that, nick, that nickname, Skateboard P. Was that Jay Z gave that to him? Or I don't know. I should ask him. Yeah. I wonder he's just that. a very nice, well balanced person. Yeah. Does great stuff, does good things for the world. Yeah, man. He's a, you know, he's a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. I think it was a big part of skateboarding coming into the hip-hop, too, as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that, too. I know Little Wayne, oh, yeah. Lil Wayne skates as well, but definitely. back then, Pharrell was, like, very part of that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Bring without a doubt. Of- I mean, the videos that they had, too, you know, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool that they have skaters in it. And- BMX. Yeah. yeah. Even, BMX, like, the first, yeah. the, the grinding video, it's like, BMX, you know, guys on bikes and yeah. skating. Oh, that's but right. I think that's just how you grow up. Yeah. 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 I don't know Virginia that well, but I think it's kind of a beach community. You probably kids have skateboards and scooters. And- but I was happy to see that a lot more, you know, especially like growing up in Cleveland and there's so many like stereotypes attached to BMX or skateboarding. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's mostly like a lot of like white kids doing that, but it's great seeing that spread out. When I saw that, I was like, ah, cool. You know, I wasn't the only one that was in the BMX, you know. Yeah. But- yeah, the world's completely, I mean, it's open. Yeah. I think skateboarding is very populist. Yeah, it's pretty affordable. Huge. Yeah, it's, now it's, it's huge. I mean, I used insane, to get made man. fun of. You know, it was just like yeah, back then. Get right? a car. <laughs> back then, <laughs> yeah, he's skating this high school. And, and I also think like, that was a big part of New York because I, I skated in L.A. a few times. It's pretty white. Yeah, you know, it, right. Maybe it's part Latin, but I don't remember. Yeah. I'm not being an authority on it. But right. then you go back to New York and you're like Washington Square Park per se. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's everyone in the everyone, city yeah. skateboarding. That's true. And it didn't have any impl- You were like, hey, you skateboard. I, let's go. Let's roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, growing up, it was Steve Stedman. That was like my like people were like, yo, look, there is a, other black you know skaters. Chuck like, Trace. Cool to see Chuck Trace. Steve Stedman. Steve Stedham. He had dreads. Sean I was like, Chaffee. I'm going to get dreads too. Yeah, Steve Stedham was Carol, great. Yeah, man. Steve so Stedham. That's more of a new. That was later on, but the 80s was just like, yeah. I was just like, yo, dreads. And then I remember I was like, I'm going to go dreads because this guy, like my skater friend's like, yo, you should get dreads. Like, no, he, was, Stedham. he was great. Yeah. Sick logo on his board. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it specifically. Yeah, it was the ace with the yeah. dreadlock. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I'm going to grow them. I remember I got harassed at school. I had to skateboard. I wasn't combing my hair. They're like, boy, you need to comb your hair. And it was just like nonstop, you know, jokes for days. Like, it's like, you need, what's wrong with you? I, I, I was I, like, I'm growing dreadlocks. They're like, what? I feel, I feel like some of those first power logos and shirts was streetwear. 
like those amazing that stuff was great yeah shit, you know what i mean back then so cool mark gonzalez all the oh, vision man, streetwear amazing. the gator board but he started seeing a lot of this stuff in Thrasher and ads and stuff. And I was like, man, these it looked like ads. I was like, I need that. I yeah. want that. It was really hard to get to. The shirt to match your boards graphics and all that <sighs> shit back then. Like, But then it was still like still skate clothes. And I think that's where Stussy was like, mm. are they from New York? Is it hip hop? Is it West Coast? Is it yeah. reggae? Is Because it, it didn't look like skate. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. That's a good point. Yeah. What was the, what was the other one? Um, I'm trying to think of shit that... Uh, uh, the Christian story stories with Jimmy Z. Jimmy Z. Jimmy Z was a big one too, right? Was that's that West Coast? A, West, that's from that's straight Malibu. Damn, yeah, that's the man. boo, bro. I didn't know that, but just <laughs> that all that stuff. That Malibu, Malibu born and bred. Wow. Jimmy but, Z. And Christian story was the most fashionable flair. Oh yeah. All that oh, yeah. shit, dude. Over the top. Like you want? Well, there was there was Tony Alva before that, of course. Who's like yes. of course the first like style guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hollywood like. Yeah, it's cool, man. They brought the that swag. Just the, the cut off sleeves down the right. side, all that shit. Like the hat, yeah, the hat, yeah. Oh, the fucking painters caps. A lot of the hats back then. It like, was a good. It was cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing to be around all that and to see how far it's come now. From jams to jams. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being being like back then, you've been so involved. Oh, it's like, wild just watching the whole thing. Yeah, then, I think it's still fun. Yeah, yeah it is. And it's still changing. There's so many new generations getting involved in it. and It's also a business now. I mean, it's like back then we were joking, like 200 bucks a week. Now it's like there's people that are, that's what pays the bills. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Are there yeah. any uh, favorite brands that you have now? Like, uh, are you just... I just don't. Not to be, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I live in LA. I wear a t-shirt, shorts, and a sweatshirt if it's, or a Patagonia thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I start traveling again, I'll have to like go in my closet and find some clothes. To, I mean, I got clothes. Do you have but, a lot of shoes? <laughs> I don't have a lot of shoes. Whenever I move, I get rid of a lot of shit. Okay. And also, lots of times I'm leaving a company, so I'm like, I, I can't wear it. I'm like, I just don't care. Mm, yeah. I like that. I also just don't want to, if I see something I want, I'll buy it. Yeah. But it's not like I'm that fiending for stuff. Yeah. Got it. And people send me shoes. I mean, I get, I'm pretty, people are pretty generous for me, but yeah. I just also can't be that guy. Like, I'm 54. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't be up in the latest. <laughs> it's just not, I just don't want to be that confused with like, I know. Aged hype beast. Thank you for getting me the Stussy Air Force Ones. So thank you. Those are good. The vegan joints are sick. Yeah. And I love that Adidas is doing like vegan sambas, vegan shells, all this all shit. All that. I think it's great. It's fucking crazy, you know. man. I just saw Nike has pineapple Air Force Ones coming. I saw those. I saw those. Pineapple skin Air Force Ones. There's the yeah. mushroom leather. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. I, I think it's great that they're, you know, they're really, uh, you know, stepping to the future. You know? It's going to take some more time because mm-hmm. it's a, this, those materials are still expensive, but right, mm. it's common practice. Like I've, I've sent enough meetings in those brands that like sustainability is a big conversation. Good. It's just going to yeah. take a little bit more time to mm-hmm. really perfect it because a lot of people just really nice idea, but it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Pharrell stuff's like that too, though. I think yeah. it's super. He's getting more into it. I think some of the new human race stuff are getting those conversations are about different leathers, but even like mm. the mushroom, you can't quite dye them as well. So that, there's a lot to be learned. Mm-hmm. Mm. That obviously knitted uppers and how you can do soles and recycle them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, if you put all those brands together, some pretty smart people working Definitely. there. I mean, they'll figure it out. Yeah. The, the Air Jordan the the, um, Air Jordan 1's canvas. I don't even mind paying a little those bit more OG just vegans. so that there's an option out there. There's options. And you I know. think obviously there's. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna get bigger yeah, and bigger. It's yeah. it's like health food or stuff. It's just right. it's it's, good. it's not it's not this like secret anymore. Like right. oh, there's one store ten minutes away that <laughs> might be open. Yeah. Now you can go you can go to Ralph's and get 
vegan choices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And not, yeah. not, it's not nothing. It's like there's an aisle of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. happened relatively quickly. I mean, even just watching like, dude, I, this is crazy. One, a few weeks ago, I get home. My wife, I'm in New York. She's like, are you sponsored by Beyond Beef? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She takes a picture. They sent a box. I can't, can't front. It nice. was like three feet. No, maybe four feet. Like, uh, I was like, how much is it? She's like, I don't even know what to do with it. That's so wow, cool. Somebody just... lace you up. Yeah, yeah. No, so I realized someone I know is working with them, making merch for them. Because they have oh, kind of a cool oh, logo. Nice. And then I was like, oh, can I get some? Just kind of being a smart ass. Right. And like this, dude, it was like 50 pounds worth of food. Wow. Like God, sausages. Man, stuff. But now we're like, what do we do with it all? Because it's oh, like you can't. It's great. Their burgers right. are great, man. No, they're good, but I'm I'm still an Impossible Burger fan. Well, I hear oh, you. Yeah, boy, nice. there you go. But even right. that kind of stuff, like right. like even walking into, just, we, we shop at Ralph's a lot. Yeah, right. There's Beyond Meat and Impossible, and there's an aisle of like, you know, I'm not you know more about than I do. Like cheese options yeah. and milk. Right. Right. That wasn't that you could go to a supermarket yeah. and get stuff. No man, no way. Yeah. And if you go to, let's be honest, we all like to shop at Irwan, but. I don't. That's no. a little pricey. It's crazy it's pricey. Crazy man. pricey. I'll that say it. Every so time good. I go there, I was like, "This is crazy." When I first moved back, I was like, oh, "I'll get some food and a, a, a lemonade or something." And I was like, "Come on." <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? I love this so many. Dude, I I do love a Beyond Burger sometimes, and I love an Impossible. I love them both, man. I go back and forth. I'm glad I have an option for two different ones. Think yeah. about that. We have options, and there's gonna be more. Yeah, I know. Man, be there's more. so many. So yeah. Beyond has some dope merch. I don't even know. I'm gonna check it out. I gotta take. I, I'll, I'll take a picture. I get home because <laughs> the box. We merch. it's like it was kind of a nice box. Like we'll keep it in the garage. We'll use it for storage. But nice. I was like, damn, that's a serious gift box. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Shout out to Beyond. Yeah, I'm a little man. jealous. Yeah, Beyond. Yeah, I know. Beyond meets like, the best. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So. But it was a really nice black box. A little logo, a green word. It's like yeah, it was kind of dialed. They I sent know. some baseball hats and other stuff. Nice. Damn, I wish I put money in those stocks. Like, oh, my I friends, know, man. man. I, I was myself an idiot. Beyond stocks, I was an man. idiot. I was like, we just... bought Beyond way early. And, and, and we made some cash, but we sold it. But now I'm like, it's like 130 now. It's crazy. We dude. bought it at like six or something and sold it. It was a perfectly good run. I can't wait till Impossible goes public, man. It's going to happen yeah. soon, I heard. It's, I think it will. It will. Damn. And also, it's, it's wild. Look, even you can go to McDonald's now and get. Yep. It would, who would have thought that 20 years ago? No, man. Never would have thought. Even them having a fish sandwich was like, wow, they sell fish? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a big move. And that was... When the they got salad, so I was like, oh, shit. I was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that salad. I was like, I'm a... Yeah, I'm, but, I've never went there. Yeah, first. But, uh, but you know what's funny? Like, when you travel in Europe, I'm sure you, you know when you're on tour, yeah. you stop at McDonald's there on the, on the Autobahn, yes. it's actually decent. The, yeah. yeah, like there's a coffee shop with espressos, right. and it's, no, no, it's, it's not very like organized. Not like here, where it's like it's like filth factory walking. But <laughs> but even here, like we drove cross country, which gets dismal for half the drive. But like even going across, you're like, there's an option. Like you can yeah. stop at McDonald's and get something. Yeah, where they don't be like, I'll just get some fries. Yeah, that was the time where it was just like, can I get the butt with no a burger? Bun? <laughs> and they're just like, you don't want a burger? <laughs> it's gonna be cool to tour U.S. finally again because it's like. So Subway, Del Taco, everything, Burger King. I also King, figured everything. I can bring a lot of stuff. Of to course. I just, and there's Whole Foods yeah. in every town, too. You That's know what? True. A friend of mine told me a really interesting story. He was a tech guy from Apple, and most of the tech department was Indian or Pakistani, so they're mm -hmm. vegan. They would cook their foods and I forgot the name of They'd cook it and like steam seal it, you know, so you, wow. and then bring it to Hong Kong and just microwave it. Damn. And I was like, really? He's like, no, it's vegan. It'll last for weeks. So you get these guys that are like in the engineering department. They're like, we have an unlock here. And I was like, that's insane. I never thought of it. Wow. But it was basically pre-make their food. Yes. Because they were worried being in God knows where in China. Like, what's the option? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you, yeah. And you might little... find something. You might not. Probably not. But I thought that was brilliant. That is brilliant. That is smart. Yeah. And you could just like, every factory has a microwave. 
True. Break, make, bring true. some rice and you're good. Yeah. Do you have any uh, major regrets in your life? I don't think major regrets. Look, I've never never effed up anything that bad. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, and it's not really a regret, I don't speak to my father, mm. but it's, it's, it's two ways. It's not like, mm-hmm. so it would have been nice to work that out, but I've tried and it's like, this just ain't working. There's a reason I moved out. Yeah. And gotcha. it would have been nice because he's never seen my kid. Oh, oh wow. wow. Which, you know, it's more on him than on me in a way because mm-hmm. it's like, that's your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not blaming you as I'm sure if you asked him, he'd have that similar. But that's just weird to yeah. reconcile because, you know, one day my stepsister's going to be like, hey, check this out. You're like, uh, you know, we don't really, we're not that close, but mm. that, that would have been nice to work out. How old is he? Late 70s. Okay. Is he yeah. in New York still? Yes. In Yonkers. Wow, wow, man. And we tried to do it, but he got really weird. And I, I talked to my wife about it. Cause she's like, you know, she wanted it to try. Yeah. yeah. And I, she's like, when I tried, she's like, uh, really? That's kind of weird. Like, he couldn't handle you calling him. And I was like, that's oh, kind of. And then when you have your own. Growing up? Yeah, tight. But he, he was, he's pretty uh, okay. problematic as a person. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So it would have been nice. But also when you try and you're like, as we have kids or stuff, you, you know, yeah. like, I'm supposed to be the quote unquote bigger person. 100%. Yeah. I know, and just to, just to be even if just be around for them and they're like, you know, what I mean, if the, even if you guys just cordial or whatever. Even if it's yeah. like a fake like holiday thing, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't really know if I want a fake holiday yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't know if I then want to jump back in the car and be like, I know I moved. Like, this isn't fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think there's also a fear that it's just the same. So part of you expects it maybe to be really great, yeah. and then you're like, what if it's a shit show again? Yeah. yeah. Which to me is almost in a way more depressing. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn. But you know, world goes on. So, you, how, how many siblings do you have? I have a stepsister and stepbrother. Okay, okay. He's remarried. Okay. And you close with them? No, uh, no. Okay. It's a, the whole thing. It's not. It would okay. be like us. Uh, not that I wouldn't want to share it, but no, it would literally be a, another hour, and you'd be like, "Okay, that's weird." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're, 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 you're like, I got it. Yeah, yeah. You, tra- you tried many times. Man. Yeah, yeah, families are just. You know, and then I, know, I did ha- hang up my stepsister. And she has met my daughter, which is cool. But then it's always like, "Hey, can't you and dad?" And I was like, "And she, she's like, here's your number." He, she wanted to like buff it out in a good mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Well, I tried," and he kind of was dick. And she's like, "Oh, you want to try again?" And I was like, I, "Honestly, no." Right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Families are complex. They, re- they, they yeah. really, they really are, man. They really are. And it's always the wives are always like, "Just go say something. Be the bigger person." I've, I've yeah. Been, yeah. And I mean, I get it. Try and they want you to fucking. I've tried again. I'm not saying I'm a charmer and done everything right, but mm-hmm. it's like you try once, you try twice. Like I'm done. Mm-hmm. I got. Yeah. You. And also, you realize like, well, I have a kid now too, so it's not like I'm. I'm not 18, so it's you know, like, yeah. I've run my life you know, <laughs> yeah. the way I want to. I'm a grown <laughs> so, ass man. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, nothing really. Pretty, yeah. Pretty. I don't stay up at night worrying about shit. No, I hear you. Do you have any daily rituals? Stuff you do every day? <laughs> Watch Law and Order. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm a, I'm get up. I mean, guilty as charged. I look at this to look at the news real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get into emails in the bed, but I'm curious. I'll wake up early, like 5.36. I'll read a bunch of papers, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Probably jump on internet or Instagram, excuse me, see what my friends did last, you know, around the world. Then it's like, wake up, have espresso, feed the dogs. So those are all the morning rituals. Nice, nice. Then it's get to, you know, get to some kind yeah, of work. Yeah. I try to not get meetings until like 11 or 12, like out mm-hmm. of the house. Yeah. But now things are definitely like it's a lot of eight, a lot of eight o'clock phone calls these days. Uh, also, because a lot of them are with Europe and yeah. California. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty mellow. No, yeah, you seem no pretty real. Chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's uh, not 
there's no i don't have a huge like agenda of things i have to do mm-hmm. and i try not to get into that like addictive like oh i'm gonna do yoga every day like at this time just like but do you do yoga a bit but just okay. like when i'm in the mood yeah mm-hmm. i like riding my bike mm-hmm. yeah we have to get the e-bike for you yeah e-bike sick i know I'll try lock you down. anybody yes. listening yeah I, I definitely would love to uh just promote that <laughs> get it with the company and we'll be like brand, i will be yeah. your guinea pig sponsor because yeah. i ride i was walking everywhere when i moved to la mm-hmm. i don't have a car i haven't driven in what 20 years or so like that is perfect really yeah exactly yeah you know they're amazing yeah I, I, it's the I, future right my wife wants to get a vespa and i'm really scared about that man she works at the barracks she just wants to go back and forth on a vespa I she's love selling vespas, a car right now i'm like sounds sketchy in la man That's i don't like vespas like. LA wheels are too little <laughs> the potholes oh right oh, yeah right, yeah vespas are cool for the beach that's a great point mm-hmm. i mean if you're gonna do it get, get a motorcycle i always say go from a 65 falcon to a vespa no i think vespas crazy. are cool but just the stylus but, but the wheels it's yeah like, it's not gonna do it's i know one pothole oh, it's yeah. a wrap right yeah. i don't say it's a wrap but it, it's not like you're in a motorcycle you just cruise over it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and there's some potholes here that like, you can go fishing in it they're pretty gnarly i know Damn, um, one of my one of my final questions: Do you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? I'm actually an optim. I'm fairly optimistic, you but seem I'm, like I'm, it, yeah. I'm also pretty realistic. Like I'm not You're out. A like, uh, yeah, I'm not like oh the world's perfect. Yeah. I, I'm not doom and gloom, but I'm definitely pragmatic about things. Like I'll oh, call like I'll call bullshit bullshit. Yeah, I'm not one to shut up. But I, you know, maybe when I was younger, I was a bit more pessimistic. But maybe that's a young thing. Yeah, and it's not like I think the world's a shit show. So, mm-hmm. but I'm optimistic things are going to get better. But like, yeah. you know, just watching the news and stuff, you're oh, like, oh, it's hard, man. It's just nuts. <laughs> it is, man. And even like race problems, poverty problems, Everything. global problems, the yeah. COVID. It's you know, like the polit- politicians. You're like, wow. When you're older, you're like, no wonder they don't get along. They all hate each other. Yeah. Every and they, they pretend to like each other. So I'm like, that's just the pragmatic part of me. Okay. But I think things are. I mean, again, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhat privileged. So I can't say things are getting better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there's good... Sh- I mean, even COVID, like a year into it, a year and a half, there's a vaccine. That's that's kind of yeah. nuts. Yeah. Not that everyone, people can take it or not take yeah, it. Not my fast. business. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, a while ago, everyone's like wearing these things, like washing your hands 84 times a day. I know, man. And like here, people are doing it. But like, you know, in other countries, there's no vaccine. So... Yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember coming home, taking all my clothes off in the front throwing me in the washing machine taking a shower i was so crazy man max my son had like a gas mask on washing your hands where i rubber gloves on you it was crazy in the middle of it oh you no know, the beginning the, the beginning yeah. well it's in insane. like march april i remember going to ralph's with like rubber gloves and yeah that. then like you'd peel them off and like what do i do with them you're like yeah, right right, right and i had the shit in the car to squeeze on and then i come home i was like wash your hands like but i put the stuff on because you didn't know what the fuck, man. And then it was like, put the groceries on this side of the table. Right, right. <laughs> wipe them down. Wipe, wipe down the groceries, bro. And then re- recently they're like, oh, the plexiglass doesn't work. I know, man. Oh, you can't catch it from t- touching things or whatever. Or just, but, but it makes sense. I guess the germs can go around the plexi, but it's, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it has been. It's like a year and a half almost. Now. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember like, oh, two weeks, uh, three weeks. Oh, yeah. Trump was like, it will be fine by April. Yeah. You're like, but right. it's April. I, I, I was far from listening from him from like, you know, testing how far this would go. I was like, we're going to be. In I mean, I was while. fascinated like everyone yeah. was. But once it started clicking in, and yeah. you know, the numbers, st- you're like a thousand people. Yeah, it, 20. Th- you're yeah. like, oh, boy. I was like, this is borders be- closing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like some sci fi shit. Absolutely. I mean, walking around my neighborhood, there was nobody out on the street. But like, it was great. Everyone parked. I was like, 
I'd still go to meetings like downtown, like work, wear a mask. It's like I'd get from Venice to downtown in like 12 minutes. Damn. Yeah. It that was, was good. Was, yeah. It was like Christmas. And I was like riding my bike to the beach. Like from I remember Hollywood. also like yeah. when we lived in Santa Monica, there was a Trader Joe's around the corner. Like I, I, I drive past like, holy shit, no one's online. Yeah, yeah. Get home, get the stuff, run over. Like, oh shit, there's, you know, it's like the six feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started like, you talk to me like, oh, just come on Tuesdays. I'm like, why? Like, because we restock remember, on Monday. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. And like she's the, like, yeah, don't come on the Sunday or Monday. We'll be out of everything. And you go on Tuesday and you, you turn and you're like, wow, there's paper towel. Damn, and the toilet paper, all that shit. Yeah. I've never seen lines to go to Whole Foods. Oh, we're not going there today. No, I would do this because we had on Santa on Wilshire. There was Whole Foods, Erewhon, and Trader Joe's. Yeah, but like Trader Joe's is the, the, it's affordable. You can get what you need. Yeah, and then do like a Ralph's run. But I think that that was like a thing. Like, let me get mm-hmm. back really quick. Cause yeah, I didn't want to be at Trader Joe's with seventy people. Yeah, no, not at all. Not I that I felt unsafe. Anybody, but it was just the time. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then I'd go and I'm like, damn, I forgot my headphones. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big like. Oh man, I gotta go back. I can't. I can't be out here. Yeah, it was, that was, my head, it was it seems music. like so long ago. It's so crazy, man. I remember talking to friends. They're like, dude, I just, I just ripped Ralph's and I got two containers of toilet paper. They're like, while you're hoarding, what? I was like, yeah. no, I, I, I want toilet paper. Yeah. I didn't get 60 rolls. I got 10. Well, it's like I'm going to Greg's grocery store. Be careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, be like, careful. Like, the people, like, riping the handle. You're like, and now you're getting crazed. Yeah. yeah I was like, come on. Stop. Well, we made it through there, man. It's, it's crazy, man. It was crazy. Still crazy. making it. Through. Still yeah, crazy. Still, still crazy. Yeah, still, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But now it's just like Less people, crazy. now it's like people everywhere. Now it's like yeah, fuck. Since man. It's opening up. Fourth of July is going to be a insane. Will it be the Fourth of July? To remember? I, I it think might, so. I, I imagine just being like the purge or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like total chaos. Like yeah, yeah. Paul, well, thank you, man. Thank no, you awesome. for being here. Thanks man. for having this me. Awesome hanging out with you and hearing your story and. Yeah, no, hope, reconnecting with you. No, it's great to see y'all. We'll have to yeah, hang out soon. Yeah, Hopefully, the audience appreciates. Of course, <laughs> and maybe if you, a little I, I had met you before Fat Farm, right? Who me? Yeah, we met a bunch of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before I mean, that, Fat Farm, but because of that job that we worked right across from each other, and we connected more because of absolutely, that. So, yeah, that's, no that's doubt. Awesome. That was a cool block. It was yeah. a great block. Yeah, great. I mean, so it was great back it then. It was like popping off, like everything. Super was, fun. Yeah, near the you know. Soho is cool. If you had to get west, you can walk. If you go east, yeah. Thompson Square Park was there. You just walk anywhere. I even worked at another place there at uh, Match. Oh, Match, yeah, yeah. The restaurant. Yeah, like doing security at like one point. I remember that spot. It was a great spot to work, though, because it started at like 10 and be done at 2. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, like good pay. It was really good great bake- food. There was a really good bakery, too, down on, uh, on Prince Street. Couple blocks down. Oh, across the across West Broadway, the green one. Yeah, Veneros yeah. or something, yeah, or yeah, the green little small the little one. Rolls out would get Yeah, it was really great, man. <laughs> I know the one you mean. And then Nike came later on, Twenty One Mercer and all that, and that post office became a Whole yeah, Foods that came and the Apple later. Store. Yeah, yeah, it became dude. the Apple Store. Yeah. Holy shit! And you remember the first Whole Foods on Prince Street? Yes, it wasn't Whole Foods the chain, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What, what did Fat that Farm become, become? What did Fat Farm become? I don't know what it is. Now. I think it'd be like nine things. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And then fucking the Hundreds was on that street. Really? I think. Really? Yeah, the Hundreds had a store there. Yeah, man, on Prince Street. I remember that. I don't know if it's still there anymore, but yeah. Swear to God. Oh, that was that. F- I mean, I was just there and walked around a little bit. And I was like, whole. I- <laughs> so different, dude. <laughs> and then I was, my iPad broke, so I went to the Apple store and I was like, oh, oh we don't have that one in stock. Like, oh, whatever. They're like, but they're, we have a bigger one with more. Ma-. I was like, I don't need, that. right? I don't need the. I'm not playing this game. I don't need that. It's an iPad. I'm not saying. 
No, I mean, she was being helpful. I was like, I don't, I don't save anything on it. No. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I fly, I download some TV shows, yeah. but they're minor. But yeah. it was like, yeah, get the terabyte. I'm like, like to do, to do what? I was talking you into some shit, man. Yeah. But I didn't buy it and bought it at home, so I was like, fuck the Apple Store and Soho. I just found, <laughs> I just found my original iPod. It's got so much good shit on there, man. I have like five. I've saved them all. Damn. But I don't have the, the connector. Neither do I. That's what they were missing. Ah, uh, Okay. It's got everything on it. Just cool to hold it. I think it, I have my it. first idea. I've seen people now, if you go on the internet, you can buy them off like eBay. People rebuild them so you can do them for uh, lossless sound. Wow. There's a whole like aftermarket like iPad. Because some of those are like a lot of memory. Yeah. yeah man, and they yeah. were super reliable. And I also love the little wheel. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like this, but too, the little man. wheel was sick. It was sick. I knew how to do my playlists. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Then, it, then they jam on an airplane. I'm like, great, I can't do it because you have to reboot it. Oh, yeah. I'm jam That's right. I had the little teeny one too. You could hang and run with it and shit. The right. nano. The, the nano, nano, yeah. Right. They were so ahead of the curve. Fuck, man. You know what I missed too? The sidekicks. I had a cartoon sidekick. Me too. I went to the fucking thing in LA to party for it. <laughs> I remember that too. I have the box still. That, like was, that was after cuss. my day, man. I you remember that. Brazil for 20 States. years. Dude, like, that sidekick. party was like West Hollywood, wasn't it? One of those yeah, like, I was there, yeah. The sidekick was sick. You flip it up. Wow, I just like a next level Blackberry. Blackberry. I remember there was like a little VIP thing with Harry Dean Stanton was there. Oh shit! I was yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Skinhead Rob was there. Yeah, with I, was there I was with yeah. I was I was hanging out back then. That's fucking such a small world, man. That's crazy, man. I was at that party. Yeah, I haven't seen Rob in a minute. He's chilling. He's around. Yeah, he's on his motorcycle. Yeah, he's cruising. Yeah, he's yeah. out there. Fuck, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. for sure. It was great. This is a gonna... great hang, man. No, nope, it's been good. Wait, people just find you on the gram, or whatever, right under your name. Yes. Yeah, totally cool. Is it is it crazy? Your last name is Paul Paul Middleman. Do you feel like sometimes you were a middleman in between people connecting I, people? I, I mean, I, I do. Ask that. I, I do right. connect a lot. A my name. daughter always jokes about it, but I, I I you know I think if you know people, because now it's like oh, crack me off. I'm like, <laughs> but it's, there's, there's people that's how they make their money. Like, hey, I introduced you to you, and you just did this deal. So can I get ten? All right, and, like, wow. and nothing. No, that happens a lot. I'd be rich, bro. And wow. nothing's wrong with that. I'm just not that guy. Like, me hey, either. Right, right. Hey, I introduced no, you to dinner people, and yeah. wow, slide me a check. Yeah, and that's just part of your personality. Who you but are. that's some very Hollywood like. Hell yeah! It's not only Hollywood though. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I always just think it's like right, dude. I'd be so papered, man. <laughs> oh, I thought it too. In hindsight, I'm like, damn. So you just made X amount of millions. I'm good. I mean, my life's not bad, but I'm like, how come I don't have a Lamborghini SUV? You have three of them. <laughs> damn. <laughs> So yeah, Paul Mid- Paul Middleman. Wow, people have called you that. I'm sure. They yeah, have. totally. Middleman. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, Paul. Thank right, you cool. so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Hey, y'all. Liquid Death's been so kind to give me a promo code. So for your first purchase on LiquidDeath.com, go to LiquidDeath.com/OLOC and you get a free set of koozies with your first purchase of H2O, still or sparkling. Uh, if not, you could try it also at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Use the promo code OLOC for your first purchase of Liquid Death. Thank you, Liquid Death, for your support. Appreciate you so much. Murder your thirst. H2O saves lives, y'all.